Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another live stream episode of In the Trenches. I am your host, Ryan Roxy. And guess what, folks? We are back in the studio. As you can see, we are back not to normalcy, to complete insanity. That's what I'm going to say, because today's show is going to be friggin' insane. I'm excited about it. I really am. I, I had, uh, we just got back from tour. We were on tour with Alice Cooper and Ace Fraley. Uh, we've been in the studio. The Alice Cooper band has been in the studio since then. So there's so much to talk about on that front. But I want to talk about the podcast because there's one thing I realized these last couple months doing the podcast remote. Uh, one is that we have a kick-ass producer in Vic Chalfant because we were able to do so many of these shows live stream from different hotel rooms. Um, another thing I realized is that hotel internet can suck, and now I feel good that we're back on the old Wi-Fi. And another thing I realized is that I friggin' love you guys. I really feel like we are a family here, and if you are not seeing me as a family and you're listening to us on an audio broadcast, I thank you so much anyway, but I want you to be in the live chat. I want you to go to Ryan Roxy Official right now. This is your first time watching us. Hit that subscribe button that Vic is going to put up. He put it up already, but he'll put it up again. There it is. Hit that subscribe button. See, become part of the In the Trenches family because, folks, what a show today. What a show. I feel like Mr. Rogers when he walked in that opened that door and he walked into his his little winter wonderland because that's where I walked into. I'm freaking back in the winter wonderland. A week ago, I was in sunny, sunny weather playing golf with Alice Cooper. And now we're back to like it gets dark at three o'clock in the afternoon here. I'm not I'm not shitting you folks where I live. I live in the North Pole, but Santa Claus is making your gifts um, and whether you're naughty or nice, speaking of someone that's uh, been very naughty or very nice, depending on wh how you view him, I want to bring our producer out, you know, because there's a couple things I want to do. Vic, come on. Come on out. Say hello. Because uh, it's, been a, it's been a little while since we did the show. What's happening, Vic? Hey. hey. There he is. You get to see a little bit of Vic's world. And, uh, of course, Stanley is He's in the Stanley. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your internet's messing up, dude. I can't believe you have Michael DeBar inter internet at home. There's Stanley. Hey, man. How you been? Busy. I know. I know you've been busy. Yeah. I know you've been stressed. But guess what? I'm shaved. Is that, That's a little bit of a difference from the, uh, the last couple of episodes, right? I heard about the deal. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to hear a lot more about the deal coming up. But, Bianca's uh, happy now. Yeah, I just wanted to say, hey, on the air, face-to-face, uh, -face, thank you very much for um, hanging in there during the whole tour and doing a kick-ass job of producing the podcast. Um, every, a lot of people did not go unnoticed. A lot of people realized uh, what a hard feat it is to do week after week. So thank you very much, Vic. Just wanted to say it Thank face -face. you. I enjoyed doing it. It's now good, get good, off the screen. Good. Get off All the right, screen now. <laughs> of course, we'll bring you back. But now it's time to bring on our guest. I know it's been a little bit of an intro, folks. It's been a little bit of an intro, but we're building it up. We've been building it up all week. Um, what can I say about this guy? We are uh, brothers from another era. You know, I, 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 we are 
both drank the Kool-Aid of rock and roll um, from different times, but we actually both lived a very parallel life. And those lives and those lifelines have crossed and uh, crossed and collateralized and all that kind of stuff over the years. Um, I want to talk about New York City today. I want to talk about our histories in uh, music today. But mostly of all, I just want you to experience everything that is about our guest. So without further ado, uh, one of the most exciting personalities that I've run across in any sort of dark alleyway or debauchery tour bus scenario, I am talking about the one, and I know a lot of people say the one, the only, but there is truly only one, the only, would you welcome in the trenches, Jesse Camp. Hello, Jesse. Where's hey, uh, hey there, Ryan. It's uh, it's me, Bad Bear, Leroy uh, Brown. Uh, Jesse is on his way out, as you know. He's quite old, and uh, the the hair and makeup on that guy it's it's a five. It's like he's the nutty professor. It's, it takes forever. If I so told them once, I wanted to come out and say hi to you. I wanted to let you know how much of a fan I am of In the Trenches. I Thank mean, you, you honestly, Ryan. I'm gonna tell you something, and this is not not Jesse doesn't. Uh, well, I'll put it to you this way. There are a lot of interviewers out there that pretend they want to interview the person, but they really want to talk about themselves. And you are of a different caliber of interviewer. You are like a Howard Stern. You have a genius for knowing when to ask, when to lead, but when to lay back. And quite honestly, over the, 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 the last season of uh, In the Trenches, I have seen you blossom into true excellence as an interviewer. Forget the fact that you're a phenomenal, insane guitar player. I mean, and, and listen, again, I've been following you, not to be stalker-like, but since the Electric Angels, and then, uh, you know, of course, uh, Slash and Snake Pit, but then you gotta go back to Alice, and then uh, I'm a big fan of Dad's porno mag. I, wow. I love everything that you have done, but wait a minute. Uh, Je oh, Jesse's That's... almost, oh, Jesse is well, hold ready. On, hold on, hold uh, on, Leroy. I wanna talk to you real one quick second sure, more, because- sure. You've you've given me a lot of accolades, and uh, and it is Leroy Brown, right? You're bad, bad Leroy Brown, I believe that is. That was the name. Bad bear, Leroy Brown. I got it. And and, and you're, the, you're the bad boy, Leroy Brown. He's a bunch of trouble. He's the meanest. Uh, he's meaner than a junkyard. But dog. you are a junkyard dog, aren't you? I mean, doesn't that defeat the purpose? You can't be meaner than what you are, or are you? Oh, I'm a bear. I'm not a dog. See? Oh. <laughs> You just have a jowl. You have some sort of defect. Then I'm sorry, Leroy. I, I I didn't mean to shame you or body shame you. But wait a minute. Actually, I'm looking at myself on the screen. I think I actually am a dog. You're right. <laughs> you uh, should look down and check, or just lick and check. I mean, you might want to lick and full check. on dog. You were right. I uh, have a dog's private parts. I lick and check a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's, there's there's definitely not a bad situation here. <laughs> Full on dog. Okay. But not a neutered dog, so I'm having a good time. I like it. I like it. Well, Leroy, you can thank see, you I'm, for I'm a making bit of a sex dog as well. I don't know. I kind of have a muscle uh, muscle bear look. I'm, I guess I guess I'm a real bear. I, yeah, I'm a I'm a bear type of uh, identify as a bear, even though I'm a dog. You're not a grizzly bear. dog. Okay. I know it's a very common mistake that people make. It's a grizzly dog. Um, 
I know that we've spent the latter half of almost 10 minutes talking about either myself, which you just told me that I don't do so much on the podcast, but thank you very much for doing that and bringing up all those things. But it is time for us to bring up our very special guest of today's. And I, and I don't know what capacity oh. you work uh, you work with Jesse no. in. Are you his agent, ready, his makeup it. artist? What are you? Ryan, Ryan, real quick, Jesse is ready, but we have an even bigger, 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 bigger guest here, quite honestly, than Jesse. This is a bigger guest than Jesse Camp. Wait a second. Are you familiar with Alvin and the Chipmunks? Of course we are. We all are familiar. Is there another, wait, is there another puppet show? If I told him once, I told him a thousand times, it's Jesse Camp and then Puppet Show. But wait a second. It, who is, is that Alvin? Hi, it's me, Alvin. And Theodore? And me, Theodore. Oh my. We wanted to say hi. <laughs> we love Ryan Roxy a lot. He's the best podcaster on the block. Uh, I still want a hula hoop. We love you, Ryan. Yes! I actually, thank you. For, I think Theodore needs some Propecia or some sort of hair replacement in the back because he needs some sort of therapy like that. But uh, how's it going, guys? Um, now, how do you know? Have you been uh, up all night with uh, Jesse Camp pulling one of those uh, infamous all-nighters as they do with the chipmunks and Jesse? Absolutely. Well, Ryan, the reason we're here is because Jesse is right in the middle of cutting a double album and he has all kinds of special guests on this thing. So we were just kind of doing some background vocals on some of the tracks here. And um, as you can see, we're at Ultrasound Studio in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, that's definitely not a green screen. I can see that there's actually living. And in fact, earlier, uh, that soundboard was talking to us. It had a female voice. So it's, it's everything's animated and everything is um, Oh, yeah. Puppetry. Reba McIntyre is here. She's also laying down vocals. Oh, I, that's, not the, that's not a talking soundboard. That's actually an artist that's on your double album or that's on Jesse's double album. Reba McIntyre. Hey, Ron, it's me, Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Wait, that's not Reba. That's and you, Alvin. And Don guys are here, too. Keeks Brooks is here, but I, it's me, I think, Reba. All right. I think that's either Leroy throwing his voice into you, or I think it's Jesse Camp channeling his Ryan, energy we're, into we're you, get, Theodore. Jesse's here. Jesse's here. Yeah. Yeah, there he goes. Jesse Camp, folks. Will you please welcome the talking soundboard, and ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, maybe even more puppets, Jesse Camp. Hello, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. All right. <laughs> Woo. This is a show. Whoa. This is a this okay. is turn. Okay, for those of you that are listening Brian, to us, we are here, and I just wanted to give a shout out to one of your sponsors, Armstrong Once and Done, guys. Take it from Ryan and I, if you want your laundry done once and not five times, go with this, once and done. Think of it as someone you picked up that you just want to hit once sexually and then quit it. That's what this is, but for laundry. Again, once and done. It's the only laundry detergent Ryan, Roxy, and I use. Jesse, are you selling Amway products now? Is that what, is that what it's become? Has, has What's been happening, man? Yeah, I mean, Ryan, I didn't, you know... We're making a really ambitious album here. A double album. So, you know, I don't want to like crowdsource it. You know, I, I, you know, again, the people at Once and Done's have been, Once and Done have been really cool. They like gave us a $3 million budget. I think that they have other businesses on the side. It must be an amazing feeling to be part of the Once and Done family. 
Yo, <laughs> Ryan, it is me. Hold on. <laughs> there you okay. are, Jesse. Underneath all that. You know what? I used to hear. I used to hear this a lot in the late 80s. I, I, I say we're brothers from another era. But, uh, and again, I'm going to drop some names, folks. If you don't like it, uh, make sure you tell a friend to subscribe um, to take your place. But I'm going to drop a name in the, in the term of someone that we both uh, look up to. Well, we're kind of, the, you definitely look down to him because you're so friggin' tall, but I'm talking about Andy McCoy. And he used Whoa. to, he used to, he used to be accused and he would say, I'm always accused of dressing like a Christmas tree. So I think we just took his lead. And I think today yeah. you, my friend, are dressed a little bit Christmas tree-esque. So happy holidays, oh. Jess. Thank you. Happy holidays, Ryan. And, um. <laughs> First off, it is, it's, um, oh my God, Andy McCoy. That's why we're birds of a feather because we're, you and I, first off though, and I promise I will not make today like a uh, never ending bromance, but I, the minute I, I have ever saw you, I was like, yeah, Ryan, you know, Ryan rules. And you, um, yeah, you're just, you're, you're an amazing guy and you're, you, you could not have a more kick ass vibe. And um, whatever that Andy McCoy, Hanoi, uh, New York Dolls essence is, I mean, that's just your DNA. And so, you know. It's in both of our DNAs. And that's the thing. We talk about this bromance because it goes both ways, my friend, Jesse. And it, it always goes back to get forward. So that's how we start every and every in the trenches. Vic, what do you say? So there you go. Let's get back to get forward, my friend. We know each other um, way back from uh, we toured together. In uh, this is true. The nineteen hundreds. What was it? It was um, this is you know a smidgen ago. Um, we actually, I think the first time I met you was nineteen ninety seven, the summer nineteen ninety seven in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And it was, this was before MTV. It was that Alice Cooper headlining show with Dokken, I want to say Warren, and another band in Pittsburgh. That would be Dokken. I, I remember it. Dokken. It was, who else did you say? Warrant? I know Red Beach was there. And but wasn't, was a, it was, wasn't it a version of LA Guns? Or was it, or it was either LA Guns or it was, um, Oh my God! The name is on the tip of my tongue, Dawkins. No, definitely not the New York Dogs. It was, it was, it was, it was Slaughter. I think maybe even. Slaughter. That's exactly who yeah. it was. Oh man, good memory. Well, you know what? That's the thing, uh, Jesse. I've always admired you. Um, is that no matter how much of the noise and how much of the craziness is around you, you always seem to have a laser focus of where you are right here, right now. Yes, I am very much two feet in reality. Um, I may be daydreaming, but I'm definitely keeping my feet on the ground and, and always watching my surroundings because, you know, I've been the victim of too many Ponzi schemes. But um, Well, you, you came from New York. You came from New York. Did you ever meet Bernie Madoff? And did you ever get suckered in by one of those Ponzi schemes? I got so close to Bernie Madoff, I Bernie made out with him. <laughs> <laughs> you you went Bernie made on he instead yeah, of Bernie. Yeah, absolutely. He well, 
um, I only went to first base with Bernie because I didn't want to emotionally get burned, you know? Yeah. I think because, you know, you didn't want to that's get the burned. whole thing with a pyramid scheme is that it's like you always need new investors so you can pay off your old investors. But at some point, that merry-go-round is going to stop and you're going to owe people money. And that is when the house of cards comes tumbling down. We're talking economics here with Jesse Camp, our guest today on In the Trenches. Uh, feel the burn, if you will. Yes. And that, I'm uh, not just talking tetracycline that can cure it. Are we going to do an ad for, because both of us have, we've never had gonorrhea, but we can sympathize with those who have had. Speak had for had yourself. It. Well, the good news is both of us only got herpes once. That's it. Simplex. <laughs> which which simplex are you? Well, remember there was herpes and burpee, those twins, and you were with herpes. I believe I got burpee. I think you just had a couple of those uh, herpes and burpee were on the show introducing you uh, along with the junkyard grizzly dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's really not that mean. Definitely, you know, junkyard dog, he's more like a goat dog because he eats a lot of aluminum cans. If, in, if anybody has no idea what we're talking about, because I'm slowly losing reality, you will Ryan, have to no, rewind this. I promise this. you this. It will not go that way like um, at all, because I love to goof around and be silly. But honestly, when it comes to the topics that are usually covered on In the Trenches, I really want to go down any rabbit hole with you. We're both giant fans of, of, of rock and roll. I mean, you know, I can talk stars. We could talk about with a Z, anything you want. Well, I mean, here's, like here's the thing that really impresses me that I did not know until we started doing the research. Until Federica, thank you very much, started helping I am out a with doctor. the script. I got a PhD in jazz you studies are, from Cornell. I did. Was not, that what you were going to bring up? I was not even close to oh, bringing okay. that up yet. But if okay. that's true, then it's, we're going to talk about jazz that. studies. So I don't really feel worthy of being called a doctor. But technically, if you wanted to call me Doctor Camp, you you actually could. Well, I will not, because I will call you okay. Jesse until we get to that point where where that where yes. we take a fork in the road and we choose if we want to go down science or religion. So hold on I, now. Yeah, I know I don't feel comfortable, Doctor Camp. Just Jesse, <laughs> you and me. Come on. All right, Roxy, Jesse. We both have this synergy. We have this connection all coming from the East Coast. All right. I lived, in, I lived in New York in the late 80s. You so you're lived, from the Bay Area originally. Yes, I am. But I, but okay. you, you lived in New York in the late 90s. Now, I'm trying to think yes. that if there was some sort of weird time travel that we could have both met somewhere in the middle, that would have been really dangerous. But we did meet on the East Coast, and we have a lot of similarities uh, with the people that we've uh, sort of hung out with, associated ourselves with, because we Absolutely. both we both come from the trenches of rock and roll. We both are fans of true, true rock and roll. And... So many of the guests that have come on to In the Trenches have some sort of association with you. So, first and foremost, right out of the gate, my first question You're talking is, about Dennis DeYoung. Yeah, Dennis DeYoung, Dennis Steve Conti. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about... Steve Conti, Night Bob. Cher from, you know, right. from Vixen. And, Alex and Bam Payne. Bam. 
Bam, Sharon Bam Bam. I'm talking Alex Kane. These are all people that have been on the podcast. Night Bob, we just had on recently. If you'd like to check out an older episode. Um, there's a picture of you and Michael DeBars. Can't hear yes, you, bro. We went, I mean, from that photo, I hope you can tell that we were lovers, very <laughs> intimate with each other. Um, More than you and Bernie Madoff? He taught Madoff? me how to be a giver. You know, I was always a, just a, a greedy lover. And, and Michael really, t- oh, no, that's not true. Um, she, no, I, I, hey, again, but that's crazy. It's, we're, you know, How, he's part of the game, too. Now, being that Vic has completely thrown a monkey wrench into our podcast, into our script, and just put up that picture of you and Michael DeBars, let's kick off right there. How did you meet Michael, and where do the two of you fit in this whole tree of rock and roll? Well, he's a power bottom, and I'm a power top. That's how we fit. Is that the giving and receiving again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. My, uh, Ryan, this is actually an amazing. Okay, I got to. You're such a good interviewer. You teed this off into an amazing story. Let's hear um, it. Because I have a, the story of how I met Michael DeBar is pretty amazing. Um, what happened? And again, I just wanted to acknowledge, though, that like you, too, lived in New York like, bottom line is that Electric Angels were like an amazing New York City, East Coast, hard rock band. And during that time, I mean, for you guys to stick it, you know, like, like it, you were really being like a Lou Reed, like loyal to New York City by being, you know, a hard rock band and, and representing. The band you know, I was in, in called Electric Angels at the time. Yes. There was a few bands like that that had that spirit of rock and roll. Um, yes. Electric Angels, The Throbs. Were another band that were around right. in, in, in same area, same time, same area. There was a great, there was a really cool scene. But um, when you mentioned you too, I know you're not talking about Sting and uh, the Edge. You're saying me also. So me also living in New York. Um, I want to hear your experience about how Michael DeBar came into your life. Yes, and and thank you very much. I will. Um I will stay on point. This is, it's, it's an amazing story. Um, what I was going to say is that they're uh, in, in the mid and late nineties. And I, I think it kind of died out in the early two thousands. There used to be a really amazing flea market that was on, I think sixth Avenue and 23rd street. And um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was rocking. And so you would, I would always run into very interesting um, people at this flea market. Like one time I saw Fred Schneider there and I think he was From the really B-52s. trying to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, of the Vic, B-52s, do you have a picture of Fred like, Schneider right now? No, Vic does. Our producer does not have a picture of you and and uh, Fred Schneider. Unfortunately. Oh no, no. I I think there is a photo that exists of me and 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 the B uh, and Fred. I was going to call him the bomber, but um, <laughs> this is this is where the story gets interesting. So I remember, and they'd have this flea market on Saturdays. So. I was leaving the flea market and I see this, uh, this almost like a Greek God, like, uh, I want to say, uh, Adonis or something like that. Man, just in shorts, like jogging, like a silver haired, uh, Fox, just like a badass, like jogging down, uh, sixth Avenue and some intuition. I think I knew Michael DeBar at that time from the new WKRP in Cincinnati. I don't even think about. I knew like about um, uh, Silverhead yet at that point. Or, did he play? Uh, a, did he play a villain in WKRP Part Two? Because I mean, he's used to playing villains on TV, and I can't imagine him he being a villain there. Played, oh, with the, the new. Okay, 
And then this all goes full circle because I got a new, I don't know if Vic told you about it, but a, a new pilot, a new show that we've been making that's very, kind of has WKRP, heavy WKRP influences. But yeah. We're, t- we're talking about I that later. On WKRP, on the new WKRP in Cincinnati, the only originals from the uh, 70s were um, Les Nessman, um, Herb Tarlick, and, uh, you know, Arthur Carlson. And then it was all new DJs and talent. And so I think Michael, that's welcome back. That's Connor. welcome back, Carter. But long story short, Michael DeBar uh, uh, transitioned from a rocker. I, I mean, he made it all the way to the Live Aid stage, uh, fronting Power Station. Then he segued into like being an actor. Anyway, I met him because he was jogging like a badass outside the like a uh, like a silver-haired fox, which you don't normally see yeah. on Sixth Avenue. You uh, see, well, you see, you, know, you see uh, rats. You see rats the size of silver-haired foxes, you know? I try to stay away from those silver-haired foxes on 6th Avenue because, like Jacob Dylan says, it always leads to a 6th Avenue heartache. Ah, I love that. See, so that's your that's your Michael DeBar uh, introduction. What led, yes. what led to you getting to that photo that Vic put up? Because obviously he wasn't in his jogging suit at that point. No, no, no. Um... I was doing like an interview series about four years ago that 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 still actually uh, needs to get finished editing and put out. I mean, because there are a lot of great interviews. I, I, I uh, like uh, George Clinton, uh, Steve Earle. We have a, a, a bunch of cool stuff. I even think there was like an episode of this thing that we shot in Tulsa, Oklahoma, when Alice Cooper Band was kicking off um, a tour. But that photo is from doing an interview with uh, Michael DeBar for that project. And you probably had much better audio than we had on our podcast. But that's a completely different story and a completely different episode. So, How is today looking? Because I really feel like when if you're doing someone else's show, you're an asshole if you like come on like all blurry with crappy audio. No. You know what I'm saying? You, it's like, you look great. Like with a Radio Shack flip phone. <laughs> so I hope that, this, that the visual... Is looking good half because- my guests. Half my guests have the flip phone. What are you talking about? So hold on. I'm just saying today you look so clear. You look so HD. And I'm folks, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those other streaming platforms, thank you very much. They're audio platforms, but we want you on our YouTube official channel right there. Hit that subscribe button because you can see Jesse Camp in all his HD glory. And you know what? You sound great. You look great, which leads me to my next question. Obviously, we're go- we're coming back to the future, back to the present right now, and we'll go back to the past in a little bit. But the reason I'm shaved is for political reasons. All right? Very political. <laughs> yes, it was. It was, I, it was ultimatums put when I got the home from tour. And now, it's, hey, it's all good when you're shaved. Let me tell you that. It works both ways. It works, it works both sexes. It works growth both ways. But you, my friend, have the most amazing... Is it Wilford Brimley? Is that who I'm looking at, or is it? Is it? Is it? Are you part of a a new western that you're shooting? But you have a mustache that I could never even compete with. So even if I did have my mustache, it wouldn't even. It would look like kid stuff compared to what you have. What's the inspiration? Well, what happened there? Some back backstory on this mustache is that you know honestly I just started growing it last Tuesday because I thought if Brian's gonna have a mustache I'll have one I mean like <laughs> you know I grow this like night I'm just joking Ryan 
I started growing this last November. Um, this so actually this mustache is about a year old. This is a year of mustache growth. I was gonna and say I was gonna say Jesse. Really- I was gonna say if you if you could have grown that since last Tuesday that that much of a mustache, I would really challenge you to a. Uh, I would I would want everybody on the podcast to see your back because I'm sure that would rival uh, that of Paul Stanley's. I'm sure it would. Man, yeah. I mean, like no one is even Brazilianing that because it's a freaking <laughs> rainforest. So you've been growing high volume. No, I'm just kidding. I. I suspect, even though I don't, this, it didn't mean to say go to any. This I feel, um, you know, I feel uncomfortable saying this, but I do feel that you and I are probably were not that like hairy. You know what I mean? Like it's weird. I have I have hair on my arms, which which yep. I have to kind of do maintenance. But you look like you have very uh, sheen. You have a sheen to your arms, so you don't just look like you grow so much hair on your arms. Or do you do you maintenance that? I mean, under the the uh, under the, the manholes, so to speak. I mean, there's definitely. I got armpit hair for sure, but not arm but, hair, but but not arm like actual arm hair. Because look, look, if you if you can go to yeah, arm. like not not really, you know. My arms in HD, yeah, yeah, okay, and, and no no hair on the chest for me. What about you? I, I mean, like, look, there are a couple of strays that come out of the nipples, but I mean, like, that's that's it, you know. Who who doesn't have that? You know, we're talking, and, you know, manscaping, maybe landscaping. The belly button, there's some um, outliners, but overall, yeah, it's hard to find a hair on this barrier. I love to talk about manscaping, but you look more like a landscaper right now, and uh, that's the look we're going for. I think I saw well, you out of Home Depot. Are you? Is 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 the new place where you're hanging out right outside of Home Depot? Yeah. I mean, I think you nail in the look. I think the look is if Liberace was in a Home Depot parking lot. That's the vibe. But um, you no, nailed it. And I mean, like I, I find yard work uh, very rewarding. I do a lot of Japanese gardening on my 25 acres here in uh, uh, Marin County. And I, I got to say, Ryan, I, it's my way of meditating. You know, when I'm one with my hibiscus tree and I'm uh, manicuring it just so, I, I truly find bliss and I, I speak my mantra and clarity comes to me. So, um, all right, listen, I will... I, I, I just thought like I, I thought I was on I was doing a podcast with Russell Brand all of a sudden I just figured I was like what happened because it's, it's the hair the philosophy it was all there. Hello. Well, <laughs> I gotta say, Ryan, I do. I mean, like uh, back in the day when Russell Brand came out, I was a little like, okay, you know, this guy is definitely. He watched a little a, too similar, but he watched uh, a little bit of your shtick. I think he watched a little bit, and which which never stick because that's what we're getting into. The fact that how did you end up in the greatest city in the world, the Big Apple, New York City? It became from MTV, correct? Completely, and um, there's uh, no way I can. Yo, look at that. That is me uh, at eight. 18 or 19 that's crazy you know what that's um you that look like an activist kid right there that guy right there could not grow a mustache <laughs> right there i hold it put that picture back up and i know we're being topical oh, right now right now you look like someone protesting an activist 
protesting against something about the environment and probably... Currently. Yeah, I, I mean... Because they kind of look like a lesbian in this photo here on the... <laughs> Those are there. your words, not mine. Just want to just make that clear for the whole podcast. So Because we're, we're not even big enough to get canceled over here at In the Trenches. Oh, I didn't mean to say... No, you don't understand. No, 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 no. I love lesbians. You know what? I, 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 I hope that lesbians took that as a compliment. I thought I was banging in that picture, and so you know you are banging uh, in that picture. Oh my picture. gosh, no, Brandy Carlisle. I mean, like, t- I, I love, I love, I love all the different varieties of. I, I just love human beings, whatever they're into. Um, you know, but a lot of love for lesbians. There you go, there you go. You heard it first. That's our exclusive soundbite. <laughs> but, but love for and, everybody. And speaking, speaking of alternative lifestyles, and, and is it you can you can even say alternative lifestyles? Who the fuck knows anymore? We can swear here on in the trenches, and that's why yeah. I don't give a fuck. But you know what? We've always been associated with all genders, all. I think all, that was Jello Biafra's clothing company, Alternative Styles. Well, let's go back to that photo. Let's go back to that story of how you ended up, my friend. In pretty much the most gender fluid city in the world, New York. Uh, yeah. How did it work? How did it work out? Ryan, it's it. Um, this is a this is a really cool story. Um, uh, really magical. So let me take you back to the year nineteen ninety eight. I was. I believe, yeah, it was. It was, it was, uh, okay. okay, now we're getting at your full screen. 1998, and, um, I was out of high school for like, I just graduated high school about nine months previous, and, um, long story short, um, after high school, well, I'll just, I'll take, I'll take you to the good part. Basically, um, uh, in April of 1998, MTV, uh, was, uh, they were opening up a brand new and this was before any of uh, the morning uh, talk shows on, on networks like the Today Show or Good Morning America had outdoor studios. MTV was actually the first ever to have like a, a, a studio with open windows facing towards the street. And I did so they not know did this. That. Yeah, which is which is really crazy. I mean, there's uh, a lot of I mean, MTV did so many innovative things. Arguably, you know, reality television, um, MTV really. Uh, pioneered that the real world. Here in the United yeah. States, but not to, um, I'm really sorry guys. If, if I keep adding extraneous details, um, this is, this is the story of me, how I became an MTV VJ. I was only supposed to be an MTV VJ for six weeks. It turned into like two years. And then, um, I was able to launch a music career from there. And then, um, you know, it's um, so many fun twists and turns that take us to now. But um, long story short, uh, it's April 1998. And to basically kind of uh, get a lot of attention for the brand new studio they're about to open up, MTV has this big contest called Who Wants to Be a VJ? And so they're advertising it. MTV advertised this crazily. Like if there was a bus that went by or, you know, uh, if you're reading a magazine, I mean, it was. How did you hear about the contest? How did you actually hear about the contest? Were you already in the city, or were you? Are you outside? I was already in the city. Okay. But like, what I would do is, um, I'm I'm born and raised. Well, I was born in Hartford, Connecticut, and so, um, you know, that's where my family lived uh, at that time. So, 
what I would do is I would like basically I'd, I'd go into the city during the week, like Monday through Friday, and then on the weekends I'd chill back at home. And um, you take the train, or would you, time, would you would you would you go down just, the ninety five? Would you drive? Would you drive down the ninety five, or would you take the train? I take the bus. Okay. At that point, yeah. But I mean, I was um, I was yeah, I was like I was uh, like eighteen years old at the time, you know, and so. And what, uh, what places were you frequenting? Where where were you going at that point in New York City? Because in my era, we had. The Cat Club. My era, we had the Limelight. Uh, it, but but I think in your era, which is ten years later, I was later, at Danceteria, um, Don know, Hills, Kansas City. Maybe Don Hills. Don 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 Hills was later in the eighties, but you know, okay. in the seventies. Oh, I'm I'm. You didn't know I'm seventy two years old. Hold on, Jesse, stay on point. I, I where were you going? Where were you hanging no, out? Um, well. Uh, I got a lot. I, uh, well, you know, actually, Coney Island High was 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 the place, like St. Mark's. Coney I Island was High was the guys from uh, Bridget West. And the Continental. Uh, yeah, the Continental Divide. Uh, Bridget West, who was on our podcast just a few weeks ago as well. From she. The- from, from New York Loose. From New York Loose. She was, uh, played Coney Island High a lot. I think that was a, another Jesse's club. Right from the de- from degeneration, right? Right. Okay. So, but so- I know that Jesse Mallon. He, um, I mean, he has Niagara and he has several uh, bars and stuff. I didn't realize that that the uh, that uh, Coney Island. That that he was a a partner or owner of Coney Island. I think he was one of the originators of that whole scene as well. So and like I said, they they were kind of a natural progression from the clubs that I was going to when I lived in New York, which was uh, Cat Club, which turned into Don Hills, uh, Limelight, uh, the, the the you know a, b- a bunch of different places down the Scrap Bar. Oh my God, you probably weren't. You were too. Young. No, to, Scrap Bar was in. I'm. I'm sorry. Scrap Bar was like south of Houston, right? It was. It was uh, McDougal, Bleeker, and McDougal. Oh, oh, it was West Village. Yes, it was, and it okay. was that the Scrap Bar. I'm going to do an entire uh, podcast episode someday of the Scrap Bar, um, about the Scrap Bar. So you're coming down to New York City on weekends. You get this audition. Was it an audition? Was it a? Well, I mean, I um. You know, I've been coming down to New York since probably like, you know, the end of middle school. And, um, uh, you know, I got, uh, if you want later on, I got a cool Norm McDonald story. I love, um, dude, Norm McDonald's my favorite. So I I, I want the Norm McDonald story for sure. But I just want to get through to the point of how you got onto MTV and into that Times Square. Absolutely. Um, Basically, uh, so MTV had this contest um, uh, called Who Wants to Be a VJ? And uh, basically on a, on a Monday and a Tuesday, and there you go. That is the outside of um, 1515 Broadway where uh, the TRL and the MTV studios are located to this day. Nice. But um, so this uh, Who Wants to Be a VJ contest, basically uh, the rules were that anybody that could make it to Times Square um, and wanted to, could come down to the MTV studios and audition to be uh, MTV's new VJ. And so it was like an open casting call, if you will. Um, And about 5,000 or so people showed up, uh, myself included. 
And then from the 5,000 people that auditioned, the MTV executives and talent coordinators, uh, they um, cut that down to uh, 10 people from the 5,000. And then basically uh, through a series of um, shows and contests, televised contests, um, viewers at home narrowed the 10 down to six. And then on a Saturday for four hours, um, MTV had the, the finals which was uh, the, the final six contestants, which included me and another guy named Dave Holmes. And um, basically, uh, uh, when it came down to the six people um, that were left, viewers uh, had to call like a, uh, a phone number. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the guy that, um, uh, me and Dave were the finalists in uh, the contest. Yep. And, and I did end up winning, but... Um, but Dave's, you know, he's. But here's the thing, uh, Jesse. I remember yeah. watching when all that was going down, and subsequently, shortly thereafter, where you became a regular on Always on MTV, and you're very likable. You're very likable right out of the gate. And I remember me and my bandmates or whoever I was hanging out with at the time, all mostly, you know, rock and rollers, rock influence. We were all rooting for you because we felt like, hey, here's this guy that's taking on that's 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 been handed the baton of rock and roll and he's running with it and he's and now he's actually really really doing something to keep the legacy of true rock and roll alive and new york rock and roll in my opinion so that is so we, we were championing you the whole time so I'm, I'm glad that it it did work out now during that time you started hanging around with a bunch of like very, some would say nefarious, others would say engaging. Um, I was a hell's angel for a couple of years. Is that see, what we were well, getting yeah. into? <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I, I'm talking about your relationships that you had with characters, you know, all over, all different types, all different uh, creeds, colors, uh, sexual orientation, everything. Um, around Jesse Camp sort of it all revolved around Jesse Camp and one of your um one of your closer friends Mike denied oh you know he was around during that time and i guess he ended up being a case study for an actual movie right with 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 a big actor what was that about really funny that you should mention that because i just saw Jared um and you're talking about Jared Tuesday Leto right at- the, there was a Gucci after party and a Gucci show um, here in LA. And, um, but I thought you uh, were in Marin County. Is that uh, I, Ryan, like, I think you and I hold up very well. And, and, but Jared Leto, I mean, he is ageless. It is, um, he's, it is, it's, he is the eighth wonder. He's, but, he drinks, he drinks blood. He must drink blood. Yes. Or he transfuses it. He drinks Keith Richards' he has, blood. He has a regiment that's that's definitely TS, top secret. But um, basically, Jared Leto uh, studied Mike Denied, uh, who again is this this amazing, uh, even taller than I am, like six foot six punk rocker that's half Johnny Thunders, half Mink Deville. You know, um, I mean, I don't think Mike would. Mo- no, that's Jared Leto. But Jared Leto. Um, basically uh, lived with Mike tonight for three weeks to study Mike so that he could play a convincing heroin addict in uh, the movie. 
uh, Requiem for a Dream. Which was so, an amazing movie. Jennifer Connelly was awesome in it as well. And it's just any chance I get to mention the name Jennifer Connelly, I Darren usually Arsnowski, do. Darren Arsnowski, I believe, is the director who... Um, got me on that. You always know those little, the small details. That's the thing about hanging out with Jesse. The small details. He, you do not get lost on the I'm small details. And there it is. Mm, no, Jared the Lowe. devil hangs out in the small details. The devil is always in the details. From Jordan Peterson to Jesse Camp, we have it all here on In the Trenches, and I love it. We're sitting here talking uh, lots of New York stories. Um, Yes, it might go. It might Jordan get... Peterson or Jordan Peele from Keel and Peele. <laughs> Jordan Peterson, the the okay. uh, the uh, the YouTube sensation as well. Oh, as, yeah. as you are a YouTube, you would be considered a YouTube sensation if there was YouTube back in those days. What? Oh yeah, definitely, and uh, or more of a YouTube delicacy. <laughs> I like it. So, you're, these these people that you're hanging around, these, uh, what was it that uh, either brought them to you, or that that you uh, went to them? How did how did how did it happen? Did they just know you as the VJ, or did they know you as the as the eccentric, crazy New Yorker? That uh, because there's another very very special New Yorker that you had a relationship with. I know a story. You saved his life, and you know, God rest his soul. We love him. He is in the. He's been on in the trenches as well. We're talking about the mayor, the Jimmy unofficial mayor the of, of New York, is Jimmy Webb. There he is, and I want to hear the story about how you saved his life. Did you save his life? True. Or yeah, true I mean, but Fact. I, I don't even think of it in terms of, of saving his life it, because it was just he and, and he was 100 percent sober. I, I think that Jimmy Sweet had been a, been been sober even at that point when this happened for, for at least a decade or so. But long story short, he we were on this uh, this like uh, rock and roll cruise. It was like a spin magazine party when spin was still a thing um celebrating iggy pop and i think it was celebrating iggy pop and some 41 who had just um like they'd made an album together if you can believe that that really did happen and so it was like this weird like um like virgin records which i think was iggy pop's record label had this like you know big cruise like along you know in the in the on the west side of new york on the hudson river um kind of to celebrate the album launch and of course everyone knows jimmy webb is a humongous iggy pop fan so um jimmy webb was just kind of dancing and he literally fell over the guardrail um about i would say at least like about 40 feet down into into the water he was in the hudson jimmy webb was in the hudson god rest his soul we love him um if you want to go check out the episode with jimmy webb on the in the trenches it's a very engaging episode to to listen to and you've actually now that i think about it you've done two in the trenches with two different jimmy webbs because the man who wrote um galveston and by the time i get to phoenix jimmy webb of course of glenn campbell jimmy webb fame (laughs) he was also i believe the third ever guest on in the trenches i don't believe that's true but you know what i want to get back to jimmy webb he falls 40 feet into the hudson behind the paywall episode do you just have long arms do you just have that incredibly long arms or how did you how did you retrieve mr webb from the hudson um no 
Ryan, I, I literally, I grabbed a life jacket off of, because there was literally, there were like life jackets and I, and I just, I dove and I didn't even think twice on it because he just, he, he, I don't think that it was that he couldn't swim, but I think that he was in such a state of shock that he literally, because I can imagine if you fall over a guardrail and then all of a sudden you have this long drop and then you're in water, he was in a state of shock and panic. And I just, I just, I, I, it was really, I feel uncomfortable saying this because I don't want to sound like now, like I'm, I'm being like some modest hero or nothing. It really wasn't me. Something like an instinct just took over me and I just inherently knew you have to save him. And I, I, I didn't mean to use that word, but you have to, you have to help him. And, you know, and I just, you know, I grabbed the life jacket and I, I, I climbed up the thing and dove off the rail down. And, you know, luckily, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, even though we're both skinny, I am taller, you know, than, than Jimmy. I, I probably, you know, like I always usually weigh around like 180. And so I was able to, you know, he didn't drag me under and I was able to kind of hold him. And then, you know, basically like they lowered like a, uh, uh, like a, uh, I guess sort of, how do I put it? A boat. It's, it's a lifeboat or some sort yeah, of harness? They, no, not a rope. They, it's it's like basic, but made out of rope, but where it steps so that if you were very careful, you could, we could, it was strong enough that we, we could climb our way back onto the ship. And well, so, you know, Jimmy went first and I went behind him like a ladder, basically like a, a strong roped ladder. And then, and, and we climbed back on and he was shaken up. But, um, Folks, we are we are here in the trenches talking to American hero Jesse Camp. Uh, look for the new made-for-TV movie with Tom Hanks. I think it'll be Tom Hanks because didn't he already play a hero that did save someone on the he Hudson? He Scully. <laughs> Yeah. So he could be Scully too. I guess you would be you would be the silver I'm medalist Scully. for for I'm all heroes on the pilot. Hudson. Heroes on the Hudson. The movie writes itself. It writes itself. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I believe one of America's greatest heroes ever to live off the Hudson would be Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his brother Teddy. But what well, did they do? Save that for never. But what I was going to say is. I thought, um, I, we already covered that in the third episode when we had uh, the, the original Jimmy Webb Jimmy on In Webb. the Trenches. Who knew Jimmy Webb was such a history buff? <laughs> I mean, like, you, I, I saw the discomfort in your eyes. It was like. Dude, you wrote some of the greatest songs of all time. Why do we have to do 45 minutes on the Alamo? You know, know. you were very polite. I am. I am. He's a wiki. He's a Wikipedia buff. He really is. Hey, Ryan, final weird outburst. And I did not practice this for the show. I want to see how far I can get because the one other giant link between us, I just, I can't not mention this. Armpit I don't hair? have a whole lot of tattoos, but this is uh, one of them. And it's... Uh, if oh, you can see, Axel Rose has this exact girl, but your girl has Alice, Cooper, Alice eyes. Cooper eyes. Oh my God, I've never noticed that about you. I mean, I yes. Luckily, this is the closest I've ever come to your arm or Axel's arm. And also, arm. notice if you were listening earlier, not a very hairy arm. No, no, no. You have a very, very hairless shoulder, which is a good thing. Paul Stanley cannot stay the say say the same. Why why am I going off on Paul Stanley? Look at this. This is like a a this is a tattoo artist's dream. This is a yeah. tattoo artist's dream right there. That's an open canvas. <laughs> it's an open canvas. That's open road right there. Oh man, they That's, dream no about one that. No marked that territory. <laughs> Shout out Even to Man's Ruin Tattoo. We love them. Going to maybe go there later on in the evening. <laughs> hey, but. We, 
We have a lot of tattoo. Uh, we have a lot of two, uh, tattoo enthusiasts that uh, listen to In the Trenches. Yes. We love we love you all. It's just one of those things where um, it's always been the anomaly. You know who else doesn't yeah. have it, any tattoos? I have zero tattoos. You know the only other person that I know, the only other rock and roller that you I know? You have none? Zero. Zero. I'm sorry, that Noodles. was high pitched. You have none? Zero. Lots wow. of arm okay. hair, but no tattoos. The only other uh, rock and roller that I know with zero tattoos, Alice Cooper himself. Interesting. Interesting. And speak amazing. Uh, hey, there you go. I, was that your high school prom picture? I love it. Did you I did not know yes, that you were to high school yes, prom? Yes, yes. I mean, obviously I have a type and it's women that look scarily like Alice Cooper. <laughs> That's why I hang out in a lot of active senior centers. You know, I can tell that but, was not your prom because if it was your prom, you would have made Alice stand on a couple telephone books to to sort of even out the size, you know, even out the height. <laughs> this is true. I am what you might call a very extended, uh, uh, but I'll tell you this, that I have pretty normal legs. My height comes from my extended torso. But since- You know who else I, has a long torso? I'm Alice Cooper, just really quickly as a contest, I want to see if I can at least name all the studio albums, starting with Pretties For You, Easy Action, Love It To Death, Killer, School's Out, Billion Dollar Babies, Muscle Of Love, Greatest Hits, uh, Welcome to My Nightmare, Goes to Hell, Lace and Whiskey, The Alice Cooper Show, From the Inside, Flush the Fashion, Special Forces, Zipper Catches Skin, Dada, uh, Constrictor, Raise Your Fist and Yell, Trash, uh, Hey Stupid, The Last Temptation, Ryan Roxy's debut appearance on an Alice Cooper album, A Fistful of Alice. Alice yes. And then a, a break, but only so that Bob Marlett and uh, Bob Esmond, along with Ryan, can totally make a brilliant album, Brutal Planet. Yes. Then you have Dragon Town. Every Woman Has a Name. Phenomenal track. I don't know why that, you guys, okay, I, but I won't go on a deep cuts tangent. So you have Dragon Town. This is where it's going to get rough, but I can think I can Garage do Band, yeah, Garage. Alice Cooper, Dirty Diamonds. Um, you know what might be really genuinely one of my very favorite al albums, but if you'd been on it, it would have made it even better. Maybe you're on it, but I really love um, Along Came a Spider. I am not on that album, but I am on the the previous two that you mentioned, Eyes of Alice Cooper and Dragon Tale. Eyes of Alice Cooper. Yes, I am. So after after uh, what happens after the... Uh, the, well, Eyes of Alice Cooper's brilliant. Along came a spider. No what happens came. after it came a spider? You you got me up to there. You're almost there. Okay, Nobody asked for this list, by the way. Nobody asked for you to mention all these, but now I want you to make it to the end. Come on. We're welcome at the finish line. Welcome to my nightmare. All right. Um, Welcome to my nightmare. Oh, shoot. Because I know there's one in between there, but I want to say paranormal. Yes. Sociopath. Paranormal. But that's not the exact name of it. I was huffing glue when it came out heavily, so I think it's just called Paranormal that. Personality or Paranormal Personality. Yes, Bob Ezrin produced a, a good amount of that, and then this year brought us Detroit Stories, which is a, 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 a welcome back to that uh, fabulous Detroit sound. Alice brings along friends like Wayne Kramer and Steve Hunter. And, and what's coming up? MC5. And what's coming up? Where did I just come from? What's the next album? What is it? Detroit Stories? No! It's a band album called The Road. 
I think. That's the working title right now. But yeah, we we were all in the studio just recently. The band's going to be Wait, uh, we're talking Dismicious, Tommy Hendrickson. That's right. Ryan Roxy. That's right. Nita Strauss. Yes. Chuck Garrett. You know him. By the way, I just want to say that, you know, Glenn time. has really, really, like, come back. I know what... I know that he was really upset about the whole vehicular manslaughter charge thing. I mean, but like <laughs> that guy walked in front of his car. And Glenn so Sobel. Just, I'm glad, glad that Glenn has been able to, to deal with that and come back to drumming. Glenn Sobel. Not at all true. One, one more has, person, has Alice Cooper. Record. That's the road. And there you go. That album comes out 2022. Not like. Is it, a, is it a studio album or a live album? A studio record. Come on, enough about me. Just like Getty Lee would say, it comes out in 2022 instead of 2021. Wait, and it's new studio tracks all written by the band. Maybe all that stuff's coming. But you know what? That's that's a whole nother podcast. You know, what? I, I feel that at one point we're going to need you to be the guest uh not not the VJ, but the guest DJ or the guest host for In the Trenches, and then you can interview me about that studio album. Absolutely. Let's take I a did, break like, real one quick. Of those great, like like um, what do they call it? Like those, uh, you know, like the evening at the Y, like Y on Ninety Second Street, where like if uh, Jerry Seinfeld just you know had a comedian with cars season drop, like he'd do a big interview with Brian Wallace. If we had, you know, if it's a band thing. If you want a moderator, or we can also just go one-on-one, but yeah, anything. <laughs> Moderators are supposed to moderate. There's nothing moderate about you at all, Jesse. That's why I don't want a moderator. I want someone who's going to go completely nuts, completely wild. I love it. We're here with uh, American hero Jesse Camp. We are going to take a very quick break now, and uh, you can hear from one of our sponsors. Um, like I say, there's a lot to talk about. It's going to go all over the place, folks. But we appreciate you being here. Uh, we're going to be here for a little bit while longer. Again, Jesse Camp, Vic Chalfant. Let's run a little thing about our good friends at Biodynamic. What do you say? They're the best. Hello, Ryan Roxy here, host of the In the Trenches podcast. And I also play guitar for Alice Cooper. I just wanted to take a second to talk about what mic you're hearing me speak through and what headphones I choose to listen to all my audio with. My go-to podcast and live performance mic is this TG V70 Dynamic Vocal Mic. And when I'm recording acoustic stuff, I'll always mic it up with the Biodynamic M160 double ribbon mic. I listen to everything with the DT1770 Pro headphones, unless I'm out and about. That's when the Aventha wireless headphones really make listening to music, podcasts, or any other audio app that's on my phone ultra high fidelity and latency free. Check out their official site or the links below in the description of this video to find out more about what makes Biodynamic a musician's choice in pro audio mics and headphones. Now. Let's get back into the trenches for some more rock and roll. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the ride. There we are. We're back, baby, in the trenches. Vic, get on the get on here real quick because you know what? I just did a thing with uh, Biodynamic. I don't know if any of you guys saw that in the trenches in in, in the uh, chat. Uh, maybe someone can put up the link. It was a Biodynamic is not Boston Dynamic, which are the the company that makes those scary police robots. Oh no, that no. look like dogs. I'm surprised we didn't have that introducing the show, but those are they're a little bit heavier than puppets, I think. They're going to sponsor next week's show, I think. <laughs> but Buyer Dynamic is our uh, our headphones and our audio right now, and as you might find in your studio, that you might need hey, it for that double album you're making. But Ryan, speaking of which, would you like to meet the producer of uh, the brand new uh, double? 
Jesse Camp's, you know, uh, I call, I don't want to call it a duets album, but we, we have both have to, we both have I albums mean, like, coming out. Why not? Just left. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, and Ryan and uh, Victor, this is Stefan LaRocas. What's up, Stefan? How Yo. you doing, man? What's going down? I know what you're saying. You're saying, wait a minute. Is that Ben Affleck's brother, <laughs> Casey Affleck? But it's not. He's even more handsome than Casey Affleck, the one, the only Mr. Stefan LaRocas. And... Uh, Stefan, we admire your facial hair. We really do over here in the trenches. We admire all oh, facial that hair. Again? We admire your facial hair. Oh, thanks. I actually do because I ride motorcycles and it's starting to get cold. So, you know how do you ever grow a little facial hair and then you shave and you realize and it, you, the cold hits even even just in your bathroom and yeah. you feel it, it a big difference. So, I think about that. Should I shave? But then I know that you know nighttime. Then my nose will get cold and frosty, and my you know. Well, there's so. a there's a great Clash song. Should I shave or should I go? And that's one of my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if yeah, you produced that. Actually, I listen to that every morning just to remind me. That's kind of my my get up and go song right there. And if I shave, there will be trouble. If I don't, there will be double. <laughs> I understand that because you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you shave it, it's going to grow back thicker and more coarse and hell of annoying. But if you don't shave it, you're going to look a little like Grizzly. So. I thought the line was, if I shave, there will be sex. At least that's ah. what I was going on. That's what it was. But and if it, I don't, the couch will be next. <laughs> Maybe a new song for the double album. It'll make the uh, it'll make the uh, you know the road Japan the the Japan import. But how's the album going? Everything's going good with you guys producing the record. Oh yeah, it's going great. We're actually doing some remodeling over here and um, fixing it up and uh, bringing it to the next level while while we have a break and stuff. But we're we're working on all the stuff we got to work on. Well, thank and, you very much um, for taking the time out and uh, hey, man. Stefan, Stefan is a um, Ryan. Honestly, he's he's a brother and he's a best friend of mine. But he's uh, he's also an amazing musician in his own right. He uh, is uh, the lead singer of Sleazy Sleazy Jesus and the Worst. And um, quite honestly, I mean, he is one of the most eligible. Well, I don't. I'll just say this: in the last month. You have dated a Kardashian. Hold on. <laughs> Hold was, on. We are know. not a dating app. Hold on. In the Trenches is a podcast, not a dating app. But Stefan looks like he's he's doing fine just all by himself. Yeah. Him, yeah, him and his facial hair do just fine out with the ladies. They're doing fine. <laughs> They're doing fine. You and your well, Wilford Brimley mustache, that's something that we're going to talk about yeah. in the second half as well. But, um, yeah, I, I appreciate it. oatmeal. <laughs> I appreciate well, you guys coming on the show. Uh, Stefan, good luck with working with Jesse. And I, I heard and Theodore and Alvin. I heard Alvin has a little bit of a Coke problem, but Theodore's uh, into Adderall. It's all good. Yeah, well, we're making money off all of them, so it's all right. <laughs> They're puppets. Yeah. That's what yeah. you do. <laughs> but you're right. I think Theodore has been hitting that Adderall really hard. A little too much. So we, we, ought to, we ought to talk to him about that. We and will. You know, I mean, yeah. He normally is a big, healthy eater. Well, I am getting, I'm going to get more into Jesse Camp's current events, which is going to include this double album, triple album. By the time you are done with it, it's going to be a quadruple album in Quadrophenia. Uh, let's see. Which, by the way, I 
I thought was a, an amazing highlight of the In the Trenches episode featuring Night Bob, where Night Bob explained what uh, quadraphonic sound. sound works. Yes, yes, it is. That's a good segue. I believe he was working with Emerson Lake and Palmer. And, um, you know, uh, which, by the way, before they were Emerson Lake and Palmer, because all three of the dudes in that band met at hair dressing school, it was called Emerson Lake and Pomade. Well, better than uh, Emerson Lake and Palmolive, where they all met at sort of dishwashing school. Um, yes. Have you shown you a magic trick? Thing. Have I showed you a magic trick from one of our sponsors? <laughs> there you go. That's that's it. That's the, it's the only magic that I do for the entire show. Thank you, Click Readers, for being one of our sponsors as well. We're getting back into In the Trenches, though. Thank you very much, Stefan. I'll see you Stephon later, my Rogers! friend. You know, you'll, you'll be on our next, we'll, when we do Jimmy Webb Part 2, not Jimmy Webb, who we love, uh, God rest his soul, but Jimmy Ryan, Webb from one final, Glenn Campbell's one, band. One final, final thing is that about five minutes, and again, you know that I have a, a hard, um, like hours. nine hours from now, um, <laughs> uh, uh, hard out, yeah. you know, in eight hours. I was going to say um, about 10 minutes or about 10 minutes before you, you want to end, which I, I hope we don't for, for I'm, I, I, again, I'm yours as long as you want. I mean, I kind of, for my own ego, would rather have like a two hour in the trenches than like when it's like, you know, like the 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 former, the Iron Maiden, Blaze Bailey guy, very cool. Um, but you know what I mean? He like, did have a hard out. He had, he had, he had oh, a man. hard 60 minute out. So that's why, what did happen. But no, you know what? Yeah. It's Friday night. Everybody just got paid. So anybody Girl. that wants to come around, this is our in the trenches party. And I honestly feel that Jesse camp, you are, uh, quickly becoming a fan favorite, even though you, this is only your first, uh, your first dip into Whoa, the trenches with I us. With my first wife, because Nicole. you, you have such a history with so many of our guests and there we just see that picture that Vic, our producer, uh, Vic Chalfont just put up, uh, you with Michael Monroe, who was, you know, also a fan favorite as well of in the trenches. But how did that relationship blossom between you and Michael Monroe? Is it just because you're both tall or how did that work? Um, well, we're both Finnish, but we're not finicky. <laughs> and by the way, I hear that it's very 420 friendly in Ryan's home country of S-Weed-In. Sweden, yeah. Yeah, is there a dispensary in Sweden called S-Weed-In or no? There's no because because actually weed in Sweden is still a class A drug. It's a class one drug. It's the same. It's the exact same penalty for heroin and cocaine as it would be for weed. So just so you know, in case you're coming to, you case you're, in case you're planning to come on Sweden to come to Sweden, all, all filled Sweden with like rocks. with gummies. Don't bring your gummies here. We don't need your gummies here in Sweden. <laughs> I, I even All think right, I actually you even think that uh, when you're in Sweden. What what is that stuff that uh, that's not weed, but it's everybody else does it? Uh, it's called Chuck has his his, his aces his aces stuff. It's GMT. What was it called, Vic? C CMD CDM C CBM. Come on, Vic. Just come on the screen and tell us what oh, it CBD. is. CBD. CBD. There you go. I it's know. It's like Bell Biff DeVoe. You down with BBD? <laughs> yeah, like you know me. OPP. That's OPP. OPP, CBD. 
<laughs> but you're talking about like the 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 extract of marijuana that's used uh, really mostly for health purposes and not to get high. And go check out Chuck Garrick's uh, uh, newest project with the CBD uh, infused. What is it? Aces. Does Chuck Garrick really have his own CBD line? He's got. He's working with a company now called Aces that does this uh, vapor rub. That's kind of like uh, it. It actually works because I because. I'll be honest, this is a true life testimonial, and he's going to be so happy that I mentioned to it on, on the podcast. But on this last tour with uh, Alice Cooper, Ace Fraley, which I'm sure you have a story or two about Ace Fraley, I did, oh, a, I did a windmill. I did a windmill on the guitar, as, as, you know, as, as us old school folks will do. And uh, very first time doing the windmill on the tour, I smashed my hand. And it and I I tore off the uh, pickup selector from the Les Paul. It, oh, that that no. I hit it with such force, so my hand kind of swelled up a little bit. It was it was right here, this part, uh, this part right there. You can tell the tour's Shoot. almost done because there goes all my black nail polish. It's almost already done. Um, but anyway, my hand was aching. Chuck goes, try some of this um, Aces uh, ointment, sort of CBD. CBD ointment. Yeah, and he put it on there. I'm telling you, two days later, I was back to normal, back to doing windmills. There you go. There's your, there's your sound bite, Chuck. Enjoy it. So, that's no, but that I can't even joke. That's that's that, what better testimonial could someone have? A real life, a real on stage like incident, a real on stage sort of injury, which segues into how we know, I know each that you other. Play, Ryan, you play through the pain. You're the kind of performer that like you could fall a story down and you're going to still keep it going. Um, there's, you know, it's, it's no mistake that the only human being on the planet that they can, that can actually fill Glenn Buxton's shoes is fucking Ryan Roxy. I appreciate and, I, you. and I know now I sound like the guy that's drunk and it's like, Hey man, you don't even know. <laughs> But like, no, Brian, you're you're fucking you're. You're always ass. deflecting. Like, you're you're doing you do an amazing job of of taking in the adoration, deflecting it to others to let the I call it reflective glory. You're amazing at giving re reflective glory, and I appreciate that. But I do want to talk about some things in the second half of the podcast sure. that might that might be a little bit more controversial. And the fact that I brought up my on stage sort of incident with my windmill and then getting cured by uh, Chuck's CBD Aces uh, ointment, I want to talk about and what it's happened. Not affiliated with Aces Hardware. <laughs> no, that would be Connie Stevens. She's not our spokesperson anymore. So, dude, how great Stevens are we with that? John Tesh? Look at that. That's Vic, our oh, producer. Whoa. There it is. That's the stuff, oh, folks. Wow. And you know what? They're not even a paid sponsor yet. Yet. Is Chuck, really, you know? like, was he kind of like, you know, a little like, Chuck, what are you doing with that? No, I don't. I, you know what? Ace Freely, it, he would come in right before the show. He'd roll in. He'd roll in with a bag man. Eh. And, and then he plays rock. He'd play. He'd rock the house for sixty minutes. Then he'd like roll out with a bag man. So he didn't have enough time to enjoy the actual ointment. But I want to talk about other onstage things that happened that involve you and oh, I and I Alice Cooper. Going. And we're going with controversy. And we're going with yes. theme parks. And we're yes. going with the reason one of the many, many, many different shades and flavors of Jesse Camp because you were okay. signed, my friend. Just in case there's any ongoing legal fiasco, I'll, I'll wear these glasses so it's for, not for this not story. This is like me going, you know, like this is pixelated, my boy. <laughs> but 
I'll tell you the entire, my version of events, but Ryan, Let me... I think what you're getting to is the giant lawsuit. The great I mean, American, the great America spitting incident. All right. Yes. We'll just call it the spittoon. Yes. And you have the mustache now to actually back that spittoon up. But hold on, folks. Let's set up a little bit of a backstory because right after uh, the amazing VJ, uh, like, like explosion of what Jesse Camp came onto the scene, you were pretty, uh, you were signed to a major record deal. They, yes. They, they embraced you. You had a record made with one of the biggest producers of our time, Green Day's yeah. Rob Cavallo. Not just Green yeah. Day's, but so many huge bands. Rob Cavallo produced your album. Um, yeah. Talk about New York. The name of the band was Jesse Camp and the 8th Street Kids. For those of you that don't know what 8th Street is, this brings it full circle. Jimmy Webb was the king of 8th Street. That's where he worked yeah. at Trashy Vaudeville. That's where that's where he cut his teeth most until he opened up um, his own, you know, store eventually. I need more. I need more. But basically, we all knew him. And, and before he passed, he was about to uh, open a third store. Um, the, Jimmy was very health conscious, as you know. He kept a very tight body. Uh, his one pleasure or his one cheat, if you will, uh, were s'mores. And so he loved nothing better than a graham cracker, a marshmallow, a little chocolate. And he would have uh, one of those every single day. And that was his. his we're big uh, fans of s'mores of here decadence. on In the Trenches. We are big Long fans. Long story short, Jimmy was about to open I Need S'mores um, <laughs> right next to I Need More which would have been like New York's only all s'more restaurant. I but, almost believe that. I would almost believe that Jimmy Webb would do something that wacky. But um, so anyway, I, the, the little bit of backstory, J Jesse Camp and the Ace Street Kids make an album. They uh, yeah, produced and, and, by, uh, by Rob Cavall, which is, has contributions by Cher and Bam uh, with yeah. the amazing Alex Kane, which which so many of the in the trenches. If you go down and, onto the Ryan Roxy official YouTube channel, you can find all these back episodes that have in-depth interviews with all these people that are associated with Jesse Camp. Um, so you end up going on tour with us. Alice Cooper. Ryan, if you want, I can really, um, uh, you know, Cliff note it, but it's a very interesting story of how the album got made with, with all, and how I, I um, ended up working with, you know, everyone from Alex Kane and, and Joe Dog and Cliff Sam note it. Let's do and it. Share to a guy named Rick Browdy. Um, to Rob Cavallo. But, Rick Browdy, uh, Rick Browdy from the, uh, from the Poison, uh, first Poison album. Uh, yeah, look Rick what the Browdy cat tracked in. He he's he's um no I I like Rick I like Rick he's 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 a tough character but long story short basically um the day that I won the MTV contest uh I got a manager named Charlie Stetler at the time Charlie Stetler uh was managing uh Dr Dre and Ed Lover who hosted Yo MTV Raps and were MTV personalities and it also had their own movie that Jonathan Demi directed called Who's the Man but basically this guy Charlie Stetler who was my manager he um actually got his break by managing run dmc and uh basically producing the movies crush groove then he got the fat boys and and blew that into something and then he managed michael monroe 
during um, Dead the, Jail uh, Rock and Roll, the Not Faking It era yeah. when he did the album on Mercury. And so basically, um, so that's you know, how like you day, and like, Michael have a connection. I got it now. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, and, so Cliff um, noted even more. Let's let's let, let's speed it up. What happened? Basically, um, somehow uh, Charlie Stetler, my manager, was uh, old friends with I believe Holly, who was Rick Browdy's wife. But yes. um, about like you know um, you know uh, basically like when I had um, you know first met Charlie, you know, and he was like, well what do you ultimately want to do? And I kind of told him of, uh, I had this vision for a band that would kind of be, um, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, a, like a, a younger hand on rocks. The weird thing about all of this, um, and if we're really going to go into trenches, um, and I know that you, you're beyond the connoisseur, like you, you understand all of this, like to a T, but you're right in New York city. Um, there had been like degeneration who had done like three albums for Columbia and really gave it the college try. Of, of being like a New York Dolls. The mid to late 90s were a really weird period for rock, for rock and roll. time for rock and roll. Because, I mean, like in, in 1995, I mean, like Oasis and Bush were like the number one bands. I mean, but like... And, an and then uh, on the East Coast and in the West when, Coast, with the West Coast, it was more grunge bands like Nirvana and Soundgarden because grunge yeah. was still going on. So there was then this. In, then in the mid 90s, it got weird because like basically like, you know, after Kurt Cobain passed and, you know, I think Pearl Jam after um, their third album or uh, Vitology, you know, it, and Soundgarden broke up. And so it's sort of like grunge, you know, um, Alice in Chains went into hiatus um, I do later have a great Jerry Cantrell Scott Stapp story. That, no, no, no. That you have to keep keep you. keep you on keep it. on point. But bottom line is, um, you know, uh, I basically and, I, and I'm, I don't mean to sound like I'm, I'm uh, egotistical. I basically like on MTV, I, I really kind of ended up taking off as a personality, and um, so we were kind of in this enviable position that you know, like almost any any record company would would maybe sign me if I wanted to make a polka album just immediate marketing perfect perfect marketing and yeah. you know and 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 because of um uh, you know like yeah just being a personality and um and and all around fun guy but what I'm getting at is that basically um okay so Charlie ended up knowing um Rick Browdy and so Rick Browdy was um friends with Alex Kane uh, Cher, Bam Bam, and Joe of Dogs Demore. And so then I basically, I flew out like a couple, like it was, uh, I, I won the contest in like April of 98. And like, I think in August of 98, I flew out with Rick and that whole group that he assembled. And we wrote two songs. You got the deal. Um, you got the deal demo, the same and, time, right around the same time. You got the, the, the big record deal as well. Cause this is a big record deal folks back in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, it was no. I mean, it was it was uh, it was at least a one million dollar record deal, and then everyone, all the principal songwriters of the album, we all signed a really big publishing deal as well. I think. I mean, we can just say this now. I think that everyone, I think Cher, Alex, Bam, and Joe and Rick, all walked away with. Um, I want to well, say. I mean, it was a, it was a it was oh my god, it was a it was a really big no, publishing deal. Good for I think you. Everyone got about three hundred thousand dollars. Well, good good for everybody. Everybody wins yeah. with Jesse Camp. So now hold on, yes. I didn't realize that this all happened at the same time. This synergy that was happening with the Jesse Camp, uh, yeah, in camp. And while I was will. on while I was on MTV, um, and again, this is really an amazing period because in the fall of '98. 
which ended up being the same time that I, I got the record deal and we started writing and making the record. Um, also at that same time, TRL had the Total Request Live had just premiered. There you go. And, you know, when I was on TRL for, you know, like uh, the first year and a half of that show, and that's honestly the stories from there. I mean, like that's, that's a, uh, if, you know, if, if ever, yeah, I mean, there you go. That's a picture from, I believe the final TRL episode. Um, but TRL is a whole story in and of itself. Let me ask you this. Is Carson Daly as awkward as I think he is, or is he a cool dude? Cause I, cause I, cause I've, I've never met the man, so I can't really judge, but, but I, I know that, you know, you could probably ask him for money and he'd probably give it to you. So it's probably a cool guy or maybe not, but, but he just, it would just seem like an awkward conversation and, and like the two personalities Ryan. of you and, and, and yeah. Carson together, it's like oil and water or oil and, 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 uh, I guess it would be uh, vinegar. balsamic vinegar. Yeah. Balsamic yeah. vinegar. You I think balsamic. that's how they make monostat um, <laughs> is oil and vinegar. And I think it's exactly how they make it. So yes. what is, now, so basically Carson oh. Daly is just olive oil. Well, um, like, you know what? Uh, like the cartoon with the perspective, with the perspective um, that I have now, um, I you know I can, I can give you a very, very honest and thorough uh, answer to that question. Please do. I, when I when I first started working with Carson, I was 18 years old and definitely still a teenager. And I believe that Carson was, um, I think, almost like a decade older than me. And like you know, and he was about, I think, in his late 20s. And so, but acted like, acted like, like he was in his schism. 40s. <laughs> well, I mean, but I, you know, he was he was a more mature young adult. Um, all right, all right. To, to say the least. And so I, I, at that point, I, I definitely, there was no shared experience there where we could really relate to each other in, in a way that it's like at 19, I couldn't really relate to if I was working with a, uh, a 12 year old, you know what I mean? Like we'd be kind of on, on different pages. And then the thing is, is that I, and again, I'm not even putting myself in the realm of, 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 of what this guy did. But I, I already at 18 and 19 did have like a bit of a Andy Kaufman sensibility where I really did enjoy taking, uh, trying to see as far, uh, trying to get away with as much as I possibly could yeah. without getting in any serious uh, trouble, if you will. I would always try to skirt that line. You know what I mean? Until always Great like, America. Until Great America. Well, sounds like you're working for the prosecutors. Uh, hold on. Don't, my character is not that of a spitter. I, because be spitting on someone willfully. Hold is on. Totally well, all right. I want. I want to close the book on Carson because I opened up the. Ca I opened up the damn. No, can no, of worms. no. But what I want to say is that I really did get good vibes from Carson, and yeah. that I think in Carson's own way, I think both of us made attempts to be kind to each other and, and, and that there was a, a respect there, but, but it's still, it's the level of, you know, like, okay, I'm playing kind of, and I don't want to say I, I'm more filling the role of, you know, of the bratty, I'm the Danny Bonaducci in this and he's the David Cassidy. Right. Even right. though I look more like David 
Cassidy and he physically looked more like Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> he did. If you will. I, I would like to think I'm the David Cassidy, but he's also handsome in his own way too. What I'm getting at is that um uh that basically I was the youngest, Carson was the middle, and then Kurt Loader was like the dad of the whole kit and caboodle. He and was. um, you know, it was a really cool scene there. Bill Bellamy was just finishing up, Matt Pinfield was there, Serena Alchul. Um, uh, was doing the news. Kurt Loder was there. John Norris. Um, and and Ryan, I'm not trying to be like, oh, but if you're ever, we talk about this off air. But I I love I cannot again praise in the trenches. It, like it is, it's the dopest. Honestly, I love Dean Del Rey. But and I love uh, Mark Marin. But honestly, just like the interviewing on In the Trenches alone is like it's wow. you're really like it's like like I howard stern that. and you i mean that and david hey, letterman it's like thank you very you, much jesse camp i i do know as you know here you're a fantastic interview on tonight and t- especially on this episode we do not uh fear from going off of on tangents which we have gone on a few tangents but i i, I respect you for uh for Carson Daly giving an honest opinion about Carson Daly. Never yes. met the man. I, I don't argue with success. He's done very successful. But I feel that your what what you brought to the MTV palette was definitely necessary and definitely a more I, an, like you in your words an Andy Kaufman type approach, which I think benefited and I always championed for because it was uh, the spirit of rock and roll. But let's let's move on to the fact that you that you and the record deal and the VJ whole extravaganza experience is all happening at about the same time. You put out this album, eventually uh, released. With, on, on Hollywood Records. On Hollywood was, Records. There it is and again. And this is how Rob Cavallo comes into the picture as the producer of the album, is that basically we um, we wrote uh, the, the the team. Of, that, that, Who's there? There you go. That's... That's Rob Cavallo, who is the son of Bob Cavallo, who is the chairman of Warner Brother Records and also Prince's original manager. And then Rob's son um, is, no. is a fantastic producer, and he did, of course, all of Green Day's um, pretty much their most of their catalog. You know, starting with Dookie, they, he did all the Goo Goo Dolls albums, which you know I will say this: I think Johnny Resnick is kind of underrated. He's a pretty good songwriter. Um, he did the Muffs, but nothing and, to do, you know, nothing to do with the ice cream cake Carvello family. Nothing to do with that. No, Carvel. Which, Carvel. yes, you're right. That was uh, a lot of people don't know this. Ryan and I are going to say it. Mr. Softy and Carvel ice cream cakes both owned and operated by the mob. I so think it's like I think if your album would have been actually produced by Rob Carvel, that would have been a completely different sounding album, but a very tasty album. If you will. Oh my God! I, I think that they had, there's an ice cream cake called like Snaggle Poos or something, <laughs> or like you know I don't know, but I mean like I tell you what, forget mushrooms, forget microdosing, forget masculine. Like honestly, like you take an ice cream cake into the studio, everyone from the engineer to uh, everybody partakes. Drum loops. You yeah. know, even if Josh Freeze is on the session, people are going to go nutty. <laughs> Over. Ice Cream Cake does it every time. In fact, Word on the Street is that, although we know Alice is is an amazing um, uh, beacon of sobriety without being pushy about it. He's just, you know, it's part of his beauty. But all the band did indulge on Ice Cream Cake for the making of The Road. 
which again, is true fact. Uh, hey, there you go, man. That's you know that was back in the Hollywood vampires. You know, I mean, again, uh, it was a lot that? of people don't know, but like I'm because I'm way in the back behind Glenn Sobel, <laughs> but I do backgrounds for the Hollywood vampires. All right, I'm eventually moving on to this uh, amazingly controversial story. I see right now that we are going to have to have a part two to bring you on just to catch up with what you're doing currently, because I am eventually going to get to this story about how this controversial story about how you ended up after releasing the album you go on we tour went on tour with Alice Instinct. Cooper yes we go on right. tour together we end up again in the fall of 1999 in the fall of 1999 again all East Coast folks Jesse and I's relationship doesn't take a West Coast twist until the late two, you know the 2000s until I'm back in the band and we end up on on a crazy tour bus sorted all-nighter Thanksgiving extravaganza oh, which would be yes, that night yes. look at that night that was playing with a, a, an amazing band. Oh, there's Brent Muscat right there and I think uh, who else is in that that photo right there there's Chad Cherry I love that shot Vic but it has nothing to do to do with the story that I'm trying to tell and I'm trying to stay focused it's so thank you Vic for putting up these other photos that keep us so completely discombobulated all over the place but folks if you are listening to us on an audio broadcast it means you do have to come here and watch us on our video just to follow along folks and we appreciate everyone that's been hanging out here in the trenches in the chat the whole entire time because we are here with American hero American legend uh, Mr. Wilford Brimley no it's Mr. Jesse Camp and we would like to talk about this controversial story that happened at I believe it's Marriott's Great America or some sort of Great America on the East Coast. We played an amusement park. We played on stage it wasn't together. It was an amusement park, Ryan. Here's why this story is so utterly like uh, you couldn't even... Truth is always stranger than fiction. This took place at a water park at a Six Flags Great uh, Adventure a great American adventure. We're getting water wet park. with liquid is part of the experience. Yes. Oh, God, now I see your angle. I see your Cooper, angle now. I believe booking agent Johnny Padell and also um, the amusement park Six Flags, the Six Flags, you know, great American adventure. All three of those entities got sued by a woman who um, went to see uh, Alice Cooper, had the misfortune of having Jesse and the Ace of Kids as the opening act. And then she was up close to the stage while I, while while we were performing, and supposedly spit came out of my mouth, or I think she thinks that I spit, and it landed on her. And then she, um, I don't even know the damages that she sued for, but millions. You know, it was millions. Uh, you know, and, and if you're watching right now, you know, I she made, you know, you make it sound like I like, you, you know, like I was like, like I, 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 I shot some jizz, you know, and it was like I spermed <laughs> in her face. You there's there's no amount there's no amount of bodily fluids there's no amount of bodily fluids there's no amount even Peter North would agree if you brought him in as a specialist there's no amount of bodily liquids that could actually um, uh, project that far and again I'm using Peter North as a character witness for you yes. Do you have a picture of Peter yes. North, Vic? Um, our producer, Vic, does not. Okay. Imagine if Johnny Cochran was there. He would, he would like, spit from the exact thing. And it's like, you know, if you can't get hit by spit, 
You must acquit. <laughs> so this this whole it thing happened because you're being a lead singer. I spit to come out of my mouth and land on this woman from where it was proved the distance between us was, thus proving that this was a frivolous lawsuit if ever there was one. You know, and I'm I'm not, but I'm I'm. Was it ever thing. settled? I'm not trying to vindicate myself. I still to this day feel uh, uh, an immense amount of shame and guilt. That 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 I ended up getting, you know, uh, my you know my hero and and his amazing band, and then the the, the amusement park and the, the booking Cooper, agent and everyone, American. you yeah. know, in a legal uh, being sued, yeah. you know, because of something that I, that. You know, that, that, that every singer does naturally, because honestly, folks, the view that I have on the side of the stage uh, uh, from from my stage right microphone, when I see Alice move to the stage right or go move right in front of me um, and I get to see a silhouette, I, I'm going to be honest with you, singers project saliva when they sing it's part of the act of singing that's what happens. And this is what happened. I feel in this story again. I'm not going to go on as your character witness. I'm going to leave that to Peter North for more of the you know scientific part of like the you know how far a certain bodily fluid can can sort of project. But again, I feel that you were wrongly accused, unlike you know whoever Johnny Cochran <laughs> sort of defended. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not part of your name. I was going to actually introduce you when I first was going to introduce you, Jesse. I was going to say, and would you? OJ Crimson and Clover. I was gonna. I was gonna introduce you as because Federica, um, who is our social media uh, goddess, who has been helping out with the with the, the scripts as well. I was gonna introduce you as Joshua Jesse Holden Orenthal Camp. But I didn't say Orenthal, so there you go. Ah. So there's a whole name was Joshua. Oh, Orenthal, yes, yeah, yes, Orenthal. yes. <laughs> but I, I think you um, you were getting the my very my legal name is Josiah Holden Camp uh, the third. The third. Yes. I thought I and, he, and here I have the, the fourth. Third. I have the Roman numeral four. I have a I have a one one slash with a V, which would make a Roman numeral four. Are you sure you're not a fourth or are you a third? I think on Wikipedia it has me as a fourth. Um, which is it you know, honestly if I was a fourth, that would mean that I'm stairway to heaven. I'm black dog, I'm going to California, I'm when the <laughs> levee breaks. But quite honestly, I do feel I'm an immigrant. I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, immigrant. Uh, uh, the immigrant song. Ah, oh, I wasn't gonna come to the land of the ice and snow with a bit of a hammer of the gods. You're Jesse okay. Camp the third. I like it. I, I like the it. Third friends celebration day. Um, uh, that's the way. I'm very Led Zeppelin three, but I wouldn't mind being. Uh, it's been a long time since I rock and roll. Damn it. Four. Now, how many other bands had? Oh, three wait a records? minute. Ryan, what? I can't believe we're not talking about this. You and I actually were in a couple of bands together. How did we completely gloss over that? Well, are you talking about Goon Squad? What are you talking about? What bands no, were I'm we in? No, I'm talking about the first band you and I had together, Dad's Porno Hub. <laughs> oh, remember that? <laughs> 
<laughs> now there you go. There's some trickery. There's some definitely yeah. trickery that has come up. And you can and again, if you're only listening to us on the audio broadcast, you have to go to our YouTube official channel and watch it the video because it's a really awesome album cover. Can we see that again? Wait Maybe a, Victor, is that Ah, oh, look at that. So wait a second. You're telling me that you agreed That's to come on our, our podcast. Band. Let me let me say something, Jesse. You you we've you've agreed to come on our podcast merely a week and a half ago, and you were able to do this amazing sort of Photoshop uh, editing. Yet you have interviews. What Photoshop? With, well, you you have interviews that with with these amazing stars that have taken uh, how many years now? You said you did it in the mid two thousands that are still getting edited. No, yeah, no, no, no. Those know, were only like 2016 <laughs> or so. But um, oh, so, so it's only six I mean, years. Like, I, I just, Five, you know, honestly, I, I, I keep collecting projects like Aaron Spelling's wife, Candy Spelling, uh, acquires men now that she's free to mingle. No, um, <laughs> that needs to get edited. And but I. I have cool things happening now too. The, the show Freak City, but we can, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, what we're gonna have gonna to, is, Jesse. We're gonna have to actually do another Ryan, episode. We really have quickly, to. Dad's porno. I mean, okay. Look, if you don't want to delve into this, I'll just clip. Note you want to do Dad's porno awesome hub? Do you really want to go there? Do you want to go on our history? <laughs> Dad's porno hub. We played like Japan. We opened up for Queen's Reich on the Operation Mind Crime Two tour. I mean, that was a successful cycle, Dad's Porno Hub. I think that you tried to have another Dad's Porno band with a Kelly guy later on. But you and I then worked again. The next time we worked together was in Jesse's Snake Pit. Victor, do you have that album? Come look at that. <laughs> there is so much trickery going on between our producer, Vic Chalfant, and Jesse Camp right now. What? Folks, if you've you made it this- You remember making the Jesse Snake Pit album. I, you know what? It's vague. Because I'll be honest okay. with you, th those times for me were probably like the times of your VJ, uh, you know, circus uh, carousel, if you will. You um, were spread so thin that you didn't even know you were making those albums. Cirque du Soleil, boy. That was but amazing. Look, we, Jesse's Snake Pit. We did make pit. a trilogy together. You and I made a trilogy. The first album we made was Dad's Porno Hub. Uh, and yeah. then we did the Jesse Snake Pit album. And then I believe this is the final album you and I worked on together in a band. Um, <laughs> Campo Blanca? Campo Blanca. Campo Blanca, yeah. Oh. We did that in Sweden. It was you and me, and then the rest of the band were all Swedish people. Yes, they were. And very, very nice Swedish we had a We had a huge hit off that musicians. album called Uptown. Me, me tonight, we're going uptown. <laughs> it wasn't actually Uptown, it was Downtown. But, what? but. But hold on, go back to that album cover of, 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 of the the camp not. the Campa Blanca, uh, the Campa Blanca. There was just I remember there being a distinct discrepancy amongst the MP being a different font. I don't know why that they chose we thought it would look Frontier font instead of the standard font that we had already paid for. We thought it would look really, you know, just just you know, give that edge, you know, Helvetica like Shadow. Made his last okay. record, the next. The, the his last final record, but he kind of took the Heroes album cover and revamped it. Oh my God! All right, hold on now. Now we're Wait, getting comments. Ryan also, don't tell I, me the there was a fourth I, one. No, not final thing, but I want to tell you that that I just got confirmation when you I promised you a humongous A-list special guest. Yes. 
And I, yes, you she did. is in the building, I just found out. So where, where is she? But we save that to the very end. But but we have a really cool person to bring out. All right. Well make sure make sure she's prepped and ready and she knows the uh that she has to take at least one Adderall to keep up with the pace of this podcast. To keep, to keep up on this case. <laughs> yes, there's no in doubt fact, about it. Oh wow, that's a very nice tuck and roll uh chair you no, have right no, there. No one's no one is going anywhere. Maybe this I'm would be the point where our right producer would have put us full and, screen, okay, but no. Hello. Okay, there you go. I just have to get out my hemorrhoid pillow. Is that but, from is um, that is that plastic bag from Ralph's or Albertsons? I'm not sure. This I don't know. Um what? it's it's just a generic plastic bag, but um this is a product if I could uh just rhyme super quick. This is- Do you have a problem with chronic masturbating? <laughs> yes. Hey, don't be ashamed. It's tough not. not to wank on your dan. Well, anyway, I have a product that will help you with that. It's Aces, called, is it Aces uh, CBD rub? No? It is called No Wanking um, Hockey Goalie Gloves. That's right. With No Wanking Goalie Gloves, listen, you're not going to be feeling your PP at all with these bad boys. <laughs> anyway, why did you, how did this all of a sudden become a Carrot Top interview? Vic, what do you have to do with this? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, and I love Carrot Top. I want Carrot Top on the podcast. I think it'd be great. Have you ever met Carrot Top? Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, again, I, I'm not really an, um, a nose candy kind of sure, but, I mean, if you're going to be in Vegas, you, you know, you got to blow rails with Vince Neil, Carrot Top, and Nick Cage. <laughs> And you gotta cross your fingers that Chris Angel will come over. No, I'm joking. I know I um half joking, half joking, I think. Half joking, half yeah. joking. Um <laughs> I no, Brian, I honestly I don't You I, you don't have a I have met Chris Angel, but I not Carrot Top, huh? He keeps to himself. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, the gingers kind of do. They kind of keep to themselves. Um, I know that you know, there's there's. Wait, did think, you just I, know this is just one thing that's gonna? Oh yeah, okay. I know yeah, him and yeah, Axel have never been seen in the same room together. Wait, that's, that's coincidental. Carrot Top and Axel Rose have never been seen, never been photographed in the same room together. Just so you know, this is this this. Hold on, we got more okay, conspiracy. We are perfect. I know it seems like that's a good view. That's a perfect view for you. What happened there? No. Okay, we're back. I'm so sorry about that. What happened? Okay, and now get this. Okay, we are we are really back. And um, Carrot Top, okay. we love you. Yeah, I'm sorry, Carrot Top. Axel, um, not so much. Thoughts on Carrot Top? I mean, he like Joe Piscopo pulled off a really weird maneuver of being a comedian who then is known primarily as a thin, regular-bodied comedian who then goes and becomes an extreme bodybuilder. I really think it's just him and Joe Piscopo that have ever done that. <laughs> That's true. You know what? Piscopo is one of the sort of underrated comedian-turned-bodybuilders around. I think Carrot yes. Top gets more credit for that. But that, but but would you say that Piscopo is the East Coast Carrot Top? You Ooh. know? That's a fantastic question, although it's loaded like a... Son of Baconator at Wendy's. Hey, <laughs> is the Baconator a little too much for you? Or maybe you're Muslim and don't want bacon 
in your burger. I'm well, just trying to think of as many redhead people as possible so I can glump them all together, and that's who they hang Wendy's. out with. Wendy's. But I heard from your... Oh, another... Brian, we, have, we, we really do have a lot, so many uh, mutual people. Billy Rowe um, of Rock and Roll Relics and Jet Boy. Who has um, made the new, the new guitar. Once, I don't know where he got this information, but he told me that Axl Rose's uh, favorite fast food is Arby's. And that's hmm. from Billy Rowe. I would imagine it would have been Wendy's because Wendy's a ginger. Yeah, said, See, I would have thought that, you know, but there I'm wrong. You know, very true. But I mean, uh, I I definitely you know one guy I I briefly met Axel. I, I honestly God I I'm a I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Axel. I really have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect. I don't know if this has been talked about on In the Trenches, but the the two new Guns and Roses studio tracks um, uh, uh, that got released. Um, Absurd, I think, was one, and then Hard School that got put out. We have in not summer. talked about either of those tracks. What do you think about it? I think they're pretty good. I mean, but I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I actually really love Chinese Democracy. I think there's some, uh, it's epic. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little biased, but um, I, yeah, I dig them. You know, Absurd is a little, but the Hard School is rocking. It's good. Uh-huh. Chinese Democracy, I didn't like the first time I heard it, but after listening to it and learning it for about 125 times, I ended up appreciating it. So that's a whole Why'd other story. Why'd you learn story. it that many times? Oh, that's a whole other story, isn't it? Oh! oh! That's a whole other story that we can get into some other time. That is, listen, that, that you have to be a Patreon. You have to pay the <laughs> premier membership to even get a glimpse at what I think you're alluding to there. There you go. Am I, am I using my alluding? Or am I? No, <laughs> not at all. You got. Not well, you're going all. to Patreon. You got to use your alluding. Use your alluding. How yes. about that? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and if you're going to loot, then I, I say, uh, you know, honestly, like uh, if you want to invest in a current. Why all of a sudden cool. do you have? Why all of a sudden do you have Michael DeBar internet? Vic, does he have Michael DeBar internet? Give me a thumbs up if he does. Can't yeah he does so apparently you know what wait there is some something funky was happening I I think we're good again yeah, oh think... yeah no no Michael Debar internet whatsoever because that's code for jam it's only good for jogging and quite honestly it's like yeah if like Dennis DeYoung has how about this are we good now we're good and we love Dennis DeYoung do not say a disparaging thing about Dennis DeYoung in fact I no. thought I thought of Dennis DeYoung the same way. I currently think of Carson Daly, but if I was to talk to Carson Daly, I might think of Carson Daly the way I now think of Dennis DeYoung, which is nothing but admiration and respect. Yes, yes, a very deep respect, absolutely. I think that Dennis DeYoung, um, you know, it's not easy being the man behind Kilroy was here, and so I think that maybe James Young and Tommy Shaw may have a little bit of resentment to him to this day. I know. But I really think that the situation, I'm glad we're talking on this, that that what, what the situation with Sticks is that it's just honestly that they grew apart from each other, that, you know, and, and it was like, it was, it was a marriage that did end, didn't end great, but now both are thriving in their new relationships, being that the predominantly uh, Tommy Shaw led Sticks, of course, James Young, a big part of that. And I believe 
the guy who plays keyboards and sings, he's from Canada. Uh, Gowan, I think is his last name. He's I love the current sticks lineup. Well, here's the but, thing. I mean, the I'm current, you know what? what Dennis DeYoung is making too. But here's the thing. The, the current lead singer of Sticks has been in the band for over 21 years. So it's hard to say it's current right now. So I get the fact that there are two different entities. But at the same time, the facts remain. And they I will say this, as much as I adore hot damn Tommy Shaw, and I'm a fan uh, of, of, you know, the Mr. James, James Young. Young. Oh, oh, the... Yes, he would give you a little bit of a run for your money with that Miss America, you know, James Young, James Young. So anyway, those two. You know that he also made an album, and I know this sounds like one of my BS stories, but he made a full album with Jan Hammer in 1985. I thought that was... Uh... Hammer. It was Neil Sean. Sean and Hammer. That, but yeah. then also James Young, I swear to God, made an album with uh, Jan Hammer as well. There you go. Uh, you know what? I, I, I won't dispute that fact. But at the end of the day, Dennis DeYoung has become a soulmate of mine because I didn't know what to think before we did that interview on In the Trenches. And if you are listening to us and following us on uh, multiple Adderalls at this point, um, I appreciate you <laughs> for following along this, rack, <laughs> this nice trail of breadcrumbs we've been leaving all podcasts long. But all these episodes, all these references um, that we are alluding to can be seen on the Ryan Roxy official channel because there are uh, podcast episodes that have all the men- names mentioned that Jesse has mentioned, as well as Dennis DeYoung, who I'm talking about right now. And like I said, the re- the respect that I gained for Dennis DeYoung on that podcast was immense. And like I say, I will wait and reserve judgment until I actually do interview Tommy Shaw and James Young and get their side of the story. Because as we all know... Are we allowed to announce, Brian, are we allowed to announce Double D, the project that you created and produced? Okay, I've already mentioned what, this. What, so project, what project are we talking about, Double D? I have no idea. Ryan Roxy uh, got these two Dennis's together and produced a full-length album of them, Dennis Dunaway and Dennis DeYoung, together. Um, that would be amazing. Sail away, oh, my uh, gosh. Desperado. Dennis it's DeYoung. Amazing. Wait, hold on. Dennis DeYoung and Dennis Dunaway, that would be... D D D D quadruple D, if you think about it. Yes, <laughs> that's the, two the, double D's. Or, or double D. Or you could just go da 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 da. I mean, I know if you go to Victoria's Secret, you can get bigger, but most breast <laughs> bra bra sizes only go up to double D, so it's a little sexual. But it's like Daredevil, you know. Two D's sound good. Dennis Dunaway, Dennis D Young, and then to have the album produced by Ryan Roxy. I want to hear that. Oh, yeah. Da-da-da-da, produced by RR. You know, sort of executive produced by J.C. But listen, I'll I'll give myself a J last name to fit in, you know? (laughs) You have the same initials as Jesus Christ. Is that by design? And my middle name Mm -hmm. is Holden, so when people say Jesus H. Christ... Did I you, think that Jesus' middle name you've is You've thought Holy? of that before? Have you thought of that before? Has that ever been mentioned? Not yeah, on a podcast. That was something that, that I do the mentioning of, which is the sad thing. People okay. that people I bring it up. Again, any way to like, you know, make people associate Jesus Christ with me, 
you know, I'm, 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 I'm cool with that. Well, here's the deal. The reason why Question, I, I, though, Jesus was just all right with me by the Doobie brothers. What are they saying there? Is it like, you know, yeah, Jesus is OK. He's all right. Like maybe I own Jesus's greatest hits. I'm not going to pay to see Jesus. Oh, concert, but if he's on the radio, I'm not turning him off. Or is it like, man, Jesus is all right with me. He's just all right. You know, I mean, he's a bad cat. I walk with Jesus. The what reason I'm fidgeting. Hold on, folks. Far, we love him. The reason I'm fidgeting is because I have to pee. And that is really the truth. All right. We can take a pee break. No, we're going to we're, we're going to get Vic on 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 camera with you for 1 second to talk real quick while I take a yeah. real quick pee. I need to go pee too. No, no, hold on. <laughs> I'll go pee and then 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 you can go pee and then we can wrap it all up. Everybody that's watching, thank you very much, but ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Camp, JHC, and don't and forget we have Vic a Chalfant. very special guest to bring on too. I know we have one more special guest before we go, but I'm going to go pee right now. You guys, take it away. <laughs> I was worried you weren't going to get to those albums. I thought you'd forgotten about it. Oh, I mean, you know, I, tell me if I'm crazy. Did it almost was Ryan almost acting like like th that those projects didn't happen? You seemed like he didn't remember. Yeah. It, he had he had some issues back then i think i have but, noticed i never wanted to say this out loud but yeah. it would be like we me and ryan would do a project together and then it's almost like like he would like then go and duplicate it with someone else like you know like dad's uh porno hub he did a, a, a follow-up band dad's porno mag yeah i don't know I, I wasn't really excited about the second one you're the version that you guys did was amazing yes Yes, I mean, we really did uh, Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car before Billy Ocean. Right. It was a hot song. Oh, yeah. Where, where did that oh, hit yeah. on the chart? The that, that, had to, that had to be on Casey Kasem, right? Yeah, I think we did American Bandstand for that, yeah. Okay, okay. But Victor, I, for guys that don't know at home, um, Victor is an integral part of In the Trenches. Um, he, he's the producer, and so, you know, we... Um, uh, honestly, you know, like Ryan, Ryan doesn't come in until the last minute, but you do a lot of prep work with Victor and he's amazing. You know, Roxy you is nothing without me. He knows that this show is nothing without me. Oh, oh wait, here he is. <laughs> I heard every single word. Oh my God. I feel like I've just been baptized. It's been great. It takes two to make a thing go right. Victor and Ryan. Boom. <laughs> oh, it it's great to be back. And this this show is out of sight. It's been it's, it's great to be back on in the trenches and in our uh, normal studio setup, and we have uh, Vic producing from his home as well. We did a few episodes on the road from together. Home of Tony Alamo. There you go. Wow. Hey, we can't forget about the fan of the week, Roxy. Okay, you know what? Let's do fan of the week right now because well, fantastic guys. Today, this week's fan of the week is Jan Devonport from Waikiki, Hawaii. Uh, here is a picture of her and Shep Gordon hanging out. That's very cool. Uh, you Wait have a second. just Hold won on. yourself a Bionic He's going off um, script. Uh, uh, he is playlist. going off script. Okay. Uh, How do you wait, go I'm off script when you don't have a script? Fan of the week. Guys, do we have the correct fan of the week? Yes, we, we do. do, Jesse. Thank you very much. And our fan of the week... And our fan of the week this week is Mr. Shane Malcolm. There you go, Shane. Thank you very much. Um, he's been supporting our whole 
tour that we were on just recently with Alice Cooper. Ace Fraley came out to a few shows. It was great to see him. Shane, you are our fan of the week. And if anybody else that's in the chat, in the trenches, and you're watching this, whether it's you're watching it live, you're watching it on delay, you know how much we appreciate your support. Make sure you tell your friends about it, and then you too can become the next in the trenches fan of the week we are here with american hero jesse camp and our producer vic chalfont um i just took a pee i have no idea how joe rogan does it i have no idea how he does these he long interviews. dude he must have some sort of uh, bucket or something underneath him because how do you go on for over two hours and do a podcast without taking a pee break do you need to take a pee break there Jesse Camp. Oh man, um, yeah, no, I just go. You know, I, I wear an adult diaper. <laughs> Dude, I, can I think that's what Rogan does too. It yeah, must no be. shame in that, you know. I mean, like, I, I, and I'll just tell you, I'm not get. I know they're not a sponsor, but I wear the adult diaper. You can depends on. Ah, one and done, one and done. That's your other sponsor. You don't want to get your uh, sponsors mixed up. But you it do. depends. Adult diaper is not one and done because you can actually do. Multiple ones and twos, several <laughs> before the adult diaper is done. If it says depends on. Could you do that though? If you actually wore an adult diaper just for fun, could you actually do number two? Who's wearing that just for fun? I could fun do number one, I feel, Eve, but I just don't feel I can naturally take a number two, even if I was in the full safety and comfort of a number of a, an adult diaper. I don't know if I could do it. Ryan, I think that I really, I think that the majority of people that wear adult diapers are not trying to catch the um, the hard stools, if you will. They're trying to catch the soft stool. Because, you know, a hard stool, if you're pooping a hard stool, you know, like a rock-type stool, you know, it could, you know, uh, rip some areas in the derriere. But, honestly, it's the it's the liquidy stool that the adult's diapers are there to catch you Vic, know? please do not, talk, please do not put a picture of this <laughs> yeah do not put a picture of any of this stuff up that we're talking about right now i know no, i ask you a no, lot of no times for photos no, uh, no none of that and uh, we have run a gamut of subjects today we have uh, had so many different types of subjects i know that uh, Vic needs we to have, have to a pee break we have to go over the two hour mark because i cannot be a 90 minute guy <laughs> like so that's, that's pathetic you know it's gonna already be two hours Plus, you're gonna have a part two. You've become oh, the new. Fa- yeah, you've become the new fan favorite. I mean, I I really think that you're right up there with the Michael Monroe's, the Can't Hear You Bros, Michael DeBar. Um, you know the the Night Bob fan. Night Bob shot well, up there as I'm a fan favorite. Well, I'm gonna outdo them all, Ryan. I want to be the number one best ever guest, and I'm gonna be shameless in how I do it. Would you like to meet a Grammy Award winning? singer uh her most uh was it norman rockwell was your latest album ladies and gentlemen lana del rey hello rana del rey is it rana del rey hello nice to see you what's going on were you the talking um soundboard when we when you first came on i might have been she might have been yeah she was hanging in here earlier but um yeah, what? Lana's honestly Lana's been cool enough to uh, to sing out a song on the record. It's it's it's. I've, tell us I've what it's like to really to appreciate. actually tell us what it's like not only just to work but to actually sit next to and uh, take in the this, sights and the smells of uh, Jesse Camp. He's amazing. You guys know that. You can see for yourself. He's the one and only Jesse Camp. 
There you go. So on on, on this album, a bunch of amps. how many songs are you? How many songs are you guesting on on this double record? Is it just one track, or is it? Uh... No, we had to do double. We had to like go back to back. So I'm on a bunch of them. We like Lana was originally just going to sing on this on this. Uh, it's a, a cover of a John Stewart song. Um, not um, uh, John Stewart, the, the amazing, you know, Daily Show. The host, problem with John, John Stewart, he says, it's a more of a current show. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, Apple TV show. But um, and by the way, Apple TV, why are you not exclusively making a deal within the trenches? Come on, it's no brainer. I agree. But, but Ryan is cool. He wants everyone to see it. But guys, get on the YouTube channel. Lana, I'm sorry for doing that. But um, uh, we, uh, Lana sings on a on a um song called um. Uh, oh God, Hollywood Dreams, which is a, a cover of John Stewart, who did the people out there turning music into gold. Um, it's a cover of one of his songs. Um, and then, but she killed it on that. And, and she was honestly really into the vibe. Yeah. What's so it like just, to work with Stefan as well as Jesse? How about Stefan? Oh, Stefan's amazing. We love him so much. He's our like mascot at the moment. Okay. So, so, so yeah. far you've had two, you've had one word to describe two people. You said Jesse Camp and Stefan, amazing. Yeah, they're both amazing and lovely. But like Stefan's more you like gotta, our. I mean, you got to get in a little he's, more. He's, he's like our mascot. He's done so much for us. You know, he's like our cheerleader. We have to keep Stephane it. Stefan is cool. Yeah, yeah we do Stephane have to keep the podcast out. rated PG over here. So, so not so much thigh, if you know what Wait, I mean. That's so a, much thigh. <laughs> oh, there. I mean, a, I you know. <laughs> Cleavage. This, this is the pervert trench coat, so yeah, much it's a now. great trench coat. Is that one of Jesse's uh, sort of accoutrements, or is that all yours, it's, Lana? It's all mine. Yeah. Ryan, the show should be called "In the Trench Coat." <laughs> it should be. From the trenches, in the trenches to the trench coat. Why did our viewing numbers completely just spike and skyrocket the minute Lana came on the screen? Why did that happen? Hmm. Because honestly, she has. Uh, it's I, because I have, YouTube have, is all. You... I have I have witch powers. You know that's why I sing that song. Must be the season of the witch. Oh, what yeah. a great song! Who's the original artist of that? Because I just heard it recently. Jesse. Jesse knows. Yeah. I, it's. It, I think it was the zombies. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Must be. It, no, I, I, no, 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 no. It's not. I, it's not. I believe it's Donovan. It is no Donovan. Way. No, it is Donovan. Oh, wow. It is Donovan. The, the zombies is um um uh they covered it oh like like is your daddy rich like me I think what is that song has he taken his time to show you how I feel taking a manana it's a time of the season day there you go this but is it must the be time the season of the witch Donovan okay well which there's... is fucking weird because Donovan Leach is also on this album. And another thing, which is actually Ryan, quite weird, Jesse, want to know something else weird? Donovan sang the speaking voice in Billion, Billion Dollar Babies. Babies. There you go. So it we all comes for circle. in the attic while the moon is rising in the sky. If I'm too rough, tell me I'm so scared your little head will come off in my hand. <laughs> A.K.A. Lana, are you a Alice Cooper fan? Of course. Why wouldn't I be? All right. Well, what do you think about Alice Cooper? Well, Amazing. My mom likes him a lot. All right. 
My mom used to listen to that a lot. So, <laughs> Brian, can I ask you, you something? I'm not interrupting, but, but on the subject, one thing I've always wanted to ask you is: Have you listened to Flush the Fashion, Special Forces, Zipper Catcher Skin, and Data? I have listened to all those albums at least once. The album that of all those that I like most. Or, or at least I think we should do a song off is, is Zippers Catches Skin. There's a song yes. called, there's a, th- there's a one called Girls, and there's another song off of that album called, oh man, now you're going to, someone's going to call me on the- I am the fox, I'll do what you want. No, no, no. No, it was- make that money. Make that money, huh? Please help me in the chat of what's the song that I want. I've been campaigning. When I was a boy. I never played with toys. If I just had the discography of it. Oh, oh, I know what song. I am the future. No, that's not it either. How do you know all these songs from Zipper Catches Skin? That's amazing you what you do. You understand, Ryan. I'm, I'm so diehard. Like, basically, the, um, the the first two albums I ever owned was Kiss Crazy Nights. Well, and, let me tell you which one it is. I just remembered. Better Be Good. You Better Be Good. Is that off of Special Forces? Nope. No, Zipper Catches Skin. Of... Zipper Catches Skin. Wow. I Better Be Good. That's the one I want to do. So there you go. That's 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 my little Easter egg nugget that I put in, and I'm dropping it in, hopefully, to the set list for 2022. What do you say? That would blow people's minds. If you did one song off Zipper Catches Skin, people would freak. Well, I know that... And the Lon- diehards would freak. I know that Lana's mom would. That's all that, that you know... Yeah, she would. <laughs> she loves it. They're perfect. I love it. We love having you guys on as special guests at the very end, but we are going to have to close things up because there it's 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 one thing that's happened. We've gone over the two hour mark, and okay. which 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 you've established that record. You've already become a fan favorite of In the Trenches, and you've already secured a part two for Jesse Camp, and apparently. We are bringing all the stars that came on Merry today's Christmas. podcast with <laughs> Lana. You got the junkyard dog. You got the cokehead Theodore or Alvin. I'm not sure which one is. There's a there's a, there's Alvin who's got an Adderall problem. The only person missing is the um, Rick Browdy's cousin, producer cousin. Oh yes, where's the Stefan? The athletic looking producer, um, Stefan Larakis. Where'd he go? Stefan! Hey, we need you really quickly! That's a good version of Stefan. Folks, we are going to catch up on all the stuff that's happening with Jesse Camp currently, probably sooner than you think. Because you know what? The way to catch more information right now besides listening and re-listening and re-listening to this podcast is go to Jesse Camp's Instagram, which is at the real Jesse Camp. There you go. There's Stefan right there. Let your hat's um, getting in his way, of course. Your sombrero, if you will. There it is. Um, thank you, everyone, for being part of today's Friday live stream edition of In the Trenches. We're going to have you on um, again. And I don't know what cast of characters you'd like to bring on next time, but Lana, Stefan, uh, Alvin, Chipmunk, maybe not the junkyard dog, you're all invited to come back on part two. Does that sound good? Yeah. That is the honor of, of honors. You, the honor of all honors. I love it. And and you know what? Uh, Vic Chalfant, get on here anyway because it's a different type of show. It's It's been a different type of episode. Everyone say hello Very to different. Arkansas right there. Hello, Arkansas! <laughs> I'm glad that you guys have finally 
finally uh, made it illegal to marry your first cousin. Is that it was very progressive of y'all. We just got that passed, and I'm really excited. That's about so it. not true. You guys are spreading blasphemy. You know what lies. else? They just outlawed stoning as capital punishment. Very cool, Arkansas. <laughs> Somehow Arkansas became the Middle East. I love it. Well, anyway, we've had an amazing time here on In the Trenches with our guest, Jesse Camp. There will be a part two. Um, everybody that's Future hung in with us. Future of Horror is coming back next time. Who is? Yeah, Lana has another new project called Future of Horrors. Yeah. And that's of horror, like horror movies. Yeah, of course. All and right. we're going to play a song called Funny Games for you. Guess what? You Yo, know what it's going to be? It's going to be. Lana is very prolific. It's going to yeah. be amazing. That's In, in a it's word, gonna I'm going to say hot. it's going to be amazing. All right? It's so hot. But also, Ryan, if, if I can, we'll talk after. But this is called The Long Goodbye. Voter. This is the longest podcast voter. goodbye of all time. Ever. <laughs> what did you say, Jesse? We got to get Kurt Loader as a guest. You know what? Let's get Kurt Loader. I do want to get. Um, it, it, let's get Adam Curry. Let's let's bring on. Uh, Why not? You know what? Ari Martha War. Quinn. You know, let's get. Yeah. Let, who was my favorite? Uh, who was Kari Wur? Kari Wur. Oh, from a remote control. <laughs> Did you ever meet Kari Wur? Do you have another story? Is that Kari Wur sitting next well, to you? She is an illustrious babe. I don't even know if I've ever before or after her on the internet because I don't want to know. I mean, I, I no, she was so beautiful. She was like the Kelly Kapowski before before Tiffany Amber Thiessen. When you come on for part two, we will make it a Kari Wur special sort of episode. We'll, we'll do an expose on Kari Wur, and everybody will come on. The same guys, the same girls. Everybody will be the same. Hopefully, we'll have... Everybody in the chat, you're still with us. We love you all. It's been a very interesting and emotional and exuberant in the trenches. Jesse Camp, hang on for a while while we say, till next time, folks, enjoy the ride. See ya. Bye. Bye. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello. Moby, give him his guitars back. You guys are crazy. What the hell's wrong with you guys? You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. I love it. Thank you very much. That was amazing. It really was. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Ryan, it. Ryan, it was amazing, but it's it's so easy. You, you're, it's so easy. You, you got are. It. Now, what is the deal? Are you guys going to record today, or are you just going to hang? Ryan, you know, okay, Vanessa, can you, this, I, I, Ryan, this is not, it's not Lana, that's Vanessa, hi, I'm Vanessa, nice to meet you, hi, Vanessa, see, I, I would have called you Vanessa if, if you would have said, it's okay, no, no, I like it, it's like a little fun thing, and then we can, but I did, Ryan, I didn't mean, I didn't mean, you, now you, now you have a persona, now you have a persona, yeah, the future yeah. horror thing is for real, though, okay, so <laughs> when is that, when is that coming out, so when, we're that, playing Substance Festival, um, the 28th i believe the third day of substance and then we're dropping all our like it's very brand new it's substance is like a show. like a um like a big los angeles like electronic yeah, festival that's like, not even electronic it's like three days but it's kind of a little bit of everything i think but yeah this year it's a little more electronic i think based very cool very cool uh, last I, I, year it was like cloak and dagger and like that was that's what it was before it was like cloak dagger festival before and it was like boy harsher the faint and all that kind of stuff 
Well, and now it's like John Mouse, I dress, and Knits Ebb, and all that kind of stuff. Well, thank you for keeping Chelsea. up with oh, all our references. Knits or Ebb, I think. Yeah, Knits or Ebb. Chelsea Wolf is also playing. And then what about yeah, Steph? Like, what no. about Stefan? What, what's his What's his deal? I mean, well? I mean, he should he should come R- out. R- Ryan is R- his name Ryan Vanessa too? Is, is Stefan Vanessa too? Story is is honestly legit. Like Stefan is actually named Stefan Larakis, and this is his studio. This um, <laughs> and, um, and and no, and he's really cool. He lets a lot of uh, his friends you know and I'm, you know like record here and and uh, but it's a cool studio. And, um, we had good internet but, the whole time, so you know what? Whoever pays the internet bill, thank you very much. Wait, Ryan, we can actually. You yeah. got you. You want to see a little bit of what? A, super quick, what the rest of the the, the place looks like because it's dope. What do you it, do? You, do like, you have an iPhone there, or what's the deal? Yeah. Oh wow, you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a um, it's a loft like. Um, I was gonna say you're uh, you're up there. Wow, that looks cool. Oh, wow. wow. Is this in is this in the Los Angeles Hills? Yeah, uh, no, no, it's in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, it's yeah. like an old store. It's wow, like right nice. next to, um, uh, believe it or not, to a uh, to, do you, and then there's like a living thing there. Stel- tell like, Stefan the uh, next the next time that uh, Alice Cooper Band plays, we're having the after party at his place. Oh, yo, that this is perfect. <laughs> tell you, him that the, the next time Alice Cooper, um, band they play in town. Got to have the after party right here. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be sick. Yeah. There you go. It's done. It's a done deal. Because that looks great. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Looks like a fun it's time. Like a lot of history, the stuff that's happened here and all like the all the old punks. Like Dick Stenny used to be here with me a lot. And uh, Xander. Xander. Xander actually was here yesterday doing his music video. Oh. Xander Schloss. They did puppets of his the history of his stuff when he played with Joe Strummer and all the that's circle cool. jerks and weirdos and um that was really fun and you know a lot of cool things happen here and i'm i'm glad to be part of it yeah yeah like uh, where's your accent from because that's definitely not los angeles you're from the east coast yeah you go i was gonna say i was gonna say not new york but it's definitely east coast so it's rhode island all right well we grew up we grew up me and me and jesse kind of not far from each other we never knew each other until out here but because um, but, I'm from I'm from Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, you're off the 95. From... You guys are both off the 95. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and let me guess, yep. there's construction going on right by your house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> always. Two seasons: summer and construction. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, hey man, I'm sorry. Time, but... Winter and construction. If it's not winter, it's always construction. Uh, yeah. Well, dude, I, it, it was a, it was an amazing episode. What we'll do is we'll break it up. Federico will break it up in some nice bite-sized clips, and we'll and we'll send them out to you to to promote and stuff like that. But you know what? To be honest with you, it it'll be sooner than later that we have part two because you're very interesting. Uh, you know, I think our references sort of help each other. The fact that you feed off my references, I feed off yours. It was really great, right, Vic? Could you keep up with all those photos? Okay. Huh? <laughs> There's a lot, but that's fun. But Ryan, no, you, it's effortless with you. I mean, like, you know, you, I mean, it's, it's, I really, I, I really want to say this for like, really, you are a freaking awesome host. I'm not, well, I mean, you, like, man. I'm I telling you, I, I study on it, like comedians and, and, and who are good hosts. I, like Jimmy I, I watched the whole special last night. I watched when you had Dennis up there. I watched when you had, uh, you had, who else did you have? You had Steve Conti up there. You had the yeah. guy. Um, and then you had, then after, 
like I said, when you, when you, uh, yeah, that was from that special, I think. Yeah. Because you had everybody up there that you gave them a little bit of spotlight, and you're very good at of giving reflective glory. So I thought that. I mean, and you did it today, you know, with with Stefan and with 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 Vanessa. So I think it's and and with even with the you know, the Alvin and Theodore. Which I don't think deserved it because I think Theodore's got to go to rehab before he comes back on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I think Theodore's really yeah, got. Can't put some Seagull before he takes care of himself. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think it's because Simon isn't here, and Simon really keeps the two together. You know. Yeah, he is kind of the glue. He is the so guy. I'm buying some hockey him. gloves. <laughs> what was the whole thing about the hockey gloves? I had no idea where that came from. <laughs> I I just because I I kind of almost had like a weird. Like ghetto prop bag, and so it was like I do. I had those hockey gloves in there. I was like, "Oh, this could be." I thought it was funny, funny that it did. Be, it, it morphed into a little bit of a carrot top routine, and I was like, "Wait a second. But oh, I, it was very prop comic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You were prop yeah. comicing a little bit, but yeah. you know, but dude, I want to get it. I I, I never thought oh, about it until we start talking. Oh yeah, you started off with a little bit one and done. But the thing is, I I never thought about the whole Russell Brand until you mentioned it because I now and it brought me back to when he first came out in London when he was doing the show. He was he had the Jesse Camp sort of hair and clothing and it was like a Jesse Camp. He had gone to a Jesse Camp study. He had definitely seen you. I've never, I've never gotten confirmation on that, but, but he, I mean, he definitely, you know, even if he, if he took some of the armor, he was very much his own warrior as well. Meaning that it was like, you know, I mean, he had a unique voice that was definitely his, but I, I, yeah, I think some of the aesthetic, you know, I think you could find out easily because if you just like sort of handpick, you know, one out of 10 Los Angeles beauties, They've slept with him, and you could find out the real story. You know, at least, at least, you just you went and sort of did a, you know, pin the tail on the on the girl that slept with Russell Brand. It might be, but he he's gotten so like Sprouts Grocery Store that I really think that <laughs> that I, I think he's accessible. Like we could, now, you know, now we could go and just ask him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you think you... he's gotten that accessible? No, I think he's I think he's definitely still more Whole Foods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, yo, definitely, yeah. He's, he's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely, um, yeah. He's a Whole Foods guy. I mean, but I don't think he does his own grocery shopping. No, 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 no. Personal assistant for that. All right. But you know, I mean, but Ryan, I this is I mean, like you, like like just like Joe Rogan, like I'm I mean this, like you're really. You this you're really talented at this. Like you're a great host, and I and I. The good news like, is like, I have you on tape saying that. So we, and I have me saying on tape that there's one out of ten girls in Los Angeles that Russell Brand slept with. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but at the same time, I appreciate you all the things that you said. Um, I think we could definitely have a good time doing a part two for this. So let's, oh, let's think about it. So let's think oh, about anytime. it. Anytime. And, and Ryan, I mean, like, if you know, yeah, Lizzie, I mean, or even if, you know, definitely any, in any way. And if there's something funny happening in Los Angeles, I could even tape like a mini minute thing and, 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 and send it to you, I you know, it. like, you know what, anything, but I was going to say that, no, it's very important to me that to, um, yeah, bring, you know, spice it up. I bring some, some guests. I mean, it's, it's an honor to be here. And, and, um, no, and I, I, 
I think I think I think your stories are golden though. So we have a lot of we have more we have more gold to sort of mine for next time we come on. Okay. Absolutely. Good, buddy. So I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna get my Friday night going on. You guys get your Friday yes. night morning happening. Uh, say thank you very much to Stefan for loaning you the studio, and uh, hey to Vanessa. Thank you so much, Vic. You did a great job today. Thank you. Enjoy I'll give your, you. I'll give you a call. I, I am. I'm. Well, I'm not gonna enjoy it. I'm, someone else is gonna enjoy it. So. Well, enjoy your evening. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> Insert that. You know, walk a walk a Now, did anyone get my? I thought my reference of Peter North it was great about bringing him as a character. I went to find photos of him and character for some reason witness. my Google had them all blocked and wouldn't let me even load up a picture of him. Really? Yeah. That was the one reference I didn't get. Ah! Uh, you had to go on the internet, my friend. He's he's is he like, like a British detective. Yeah. Kinda, kinda. <laughs> Okay. He finds things. <laughs> he finds things. Yeah, and he, he's yeah he's he's more of a he's, he's more of a cowboy. He's he's into he shoot ropes, throwing ropes, ropes. <laughs> throwing ropes. Yeah. Oh, he's he's a he's a rat a, a cattle man. Well, yeah, yeah. He plays with udders. <laughs> oh, that, I got you. That's a that's an animal nipple. Well, exactly. There's a you'll you'll see. When you when you go he down that rabbit hole, <laughs> he doesn't drive an F one fifty. No, he does not. Oh, so he has it. We were we, right. I was th- thinking that the bigger of the F like one two three fifty that you drive, the smaller your penis is. Hmm. Mm, I I don't know that whole reference. Uh, probably a red Corvette, something like that. No, no, Corvette. no. It's like those trucks. It's like the F one fifty is a small truck. The F two fifty is like almost monster truck. I got the F-350 you. F three fifty is like freaking. You're like so, ten feet off the ground. So that means the small, the bigger the 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 Ford truck, the smaller the penis. That makes sense. I think so. That's my hypothesis. Well, he, no then, ideas. Well, then you know what? Then Peter North would probably drive a smart car because he's hung. <laughs> He's long. So he's a Tommy Lee. He's, he's a little uh, bit, yeah. He's a little bit Tommy. I think Tommy's a Yugo. Yeah, he drives, drives a Yugo, and he, and he. Can I see a Peter North um, uh, project on Pornhub? I think you could. I think I, oh, I, I, I think that's why Vic was blocked off of his. I think his wife has gotten into his Google search. Oh. I think. I think his wife went into his browser and set some settings. You might want to go into settings right now. So it's all good. But, hey, I'd you like know what? to solve the puzzle. Peter North is a porn actor. <laughs> ah, <laughs> ding, really? ding, 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 ding. So, hey, man, have a great one. Love you, man. We'll talk more next Love time. Love you, Ryan. Be good, okay? I'll see all of you. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care, Bye, guys. guys. Have a great weekend. You see too. You. See ya. See ya.